Logan would have to piss in a cup and pass a drugs test, which he never would. The whole world's fake. Everything's fake. I don't think many people actually understand how fake it is. Why did you choose the, uh, the Muslim religion? I sit and say, name another one. It's, go, it's, go, it's going around the TikTok now that I've worshiped devil or something. You want this camera, me, pick up a body, little legs, and going, yeah, like, yeah. I've never had a woman leave me for cheap. There's people above governments, my friend. Maybe so, not in Dubai so much. So like kind of like Illuminati type, like, concept. <laughs> Yeah, go. Sorry, sorry, I fucked it up. No, it's okay. I like that. I was a professional. This is real. I've ruined it. But yeah, and it's also the way social media has changed now because certainly the attention spans have been decimated in real time. I know mine have. I know even me as a person, I can't focus on a video for more than four or five minutes max. Have you ever looked up something like how to find a setting on your iPhone and the guy's like, hello, my name is this, I will tell you. Skip, skip, shut the fuck up. Where's the saying? Like, you don't have time, you can't focus on anything. So if I, across the last six years of doing long form content, they take the 15 seconds. Nobody's interested in anything else. They take the last bit, it goes viral, and what can you do? Nobody wants to pay attention to anything long format or the context or the nuance. And when you're discussing difficult issues, there's going to be context, there's going to be nuance, and that's yeah, the way it goes. I, I saw your interview, which, because uh, I've known him a long time. Yeah. From the fight game, when he actually, he's not, he's not a YouTuber, he's a fighter. Turned. I don't know what to call you now, to be honest. Fuck no. What, what are you now? Top G. Entry, yeah, top, top, <laughs> top G. <laughs> top G. <laughs> Number, uh, number one enemy of the Matrix, Morpheus. And I saw your one with um, Penis Morgan, what I like. Yeah. Sh Sugar Sean O'Malley used that word, it was funny. And when you was talking about the 24-year-old, yep. you said about 18s and 24-year-olds. Yep. I understood the context, I've seen that. Yep. But um, what was funny was how he was gonna say, are you saying all 24-year-olds are, you know? Yep. I don't wanna be like in an abrupt way, used or has-beens. But I knew exactly what you mean. Through, through society and through history, I myself, you meet a woman or, you're on a blind date, the first thing, if she says to you, yeah, you know, I was on a babe station for 10 years, you, let's be honest, we'll all be like, oh, okay, you know? If you're in seriously interested, so your point was not, it's bad or someone's used, someone who's had a lot of partners yeah. is tending to be pushed away rather than a girl who's less sociable in a way. That's what you meant. Yeah, and, and women are beyond criticism now. Women are absolutely idolized, and I'm not saying that women should be criticized, I'm saying that we should all be held to the same standard and we should be fair, and we're all gonna be products of our habit. We're habits, right? We're habitual creatures. If you do the same thing every single day, it's it's pretty fair for me to assume that you're likely to do it again in future. So if you meet a woman who sleeps with a bunch of dudes, it's pretty likely to assume, well, maybe she's going to continue or she's more likely to do it. You'd have to be an absolute fool to believe that somebody is not likely to do things they've already done before and they have a habit of. So to look at someone and go, they have a habit of acting in a way I don't particularly align with. I don't think I want that kind of behavior in my future, especially with something as important as children or family. For you to even have that standard is misogynistic. That's how they attacked me. That's my point. It's your opinion. And it's your like taste or like. For example, you might have one, I might have one. Yeah. Some guys might say, I like a girl who's experienced, I like a, what we said, that derogatory term, milf or yeah. older or younger yeah. or cougar, whatever you call. So my point is, yeah, you can't push an agenda. That's your taste. You saying, I specifically think this. And they went, no, he's not allowed to. You know? You're not allowed an opinion. Not allowed. You know, I never thought I'd get to say this to your face, but I really admired your strategy with Piers Morgan. And I could tell, because I've had to debate him on TV before. Yep. And I'm sat on a flight on my own. And I'm like, okay, this is what I'm going to get. This is what I'm going to give back. And you have to manage him very well. Yep. And when I watched that interview, a part of me was like, is he going to be able to do what he does best to make Tate look bad? Yeah. And you kind of nailed it in the sense, and I loved how you kept looking at the camera. Yeah. You knew the clips, you knew what was coming. <laughs> yeah. And you kind of hijacked the whole conversation and everyone went there to see you maybe potentially trip up. And Piers really made you look good. Yeah, it, it was certainly a PR win. Like afterwards, I was a little bit mad at myself because I'm a perfectionist, but my team analyzed the, the, the comments on every single video I've ever made. 
They're all, I get a report every single day of the entire internet, what's said about me, what's good, what's bad, et cetera. And Piers Morgan was my highest performing interview ever in regards to positive wow. versus negative. 99.4% of comments were positive in my favor. So he lost. Like, so that's, that's how you have to measure it, right, with the metrics. So I would like to have said a lot more. I could have been a lot harder. I could have destroyed him. But I now know the matrix is looking for me to step, trip up, right? So when they come at me and try and say, trying to get me to say something about LGBT or try and get me to say something about this race or whatever they're trying to do, I can't give the machine more ammo. So especially with someone like Piers, I'd be very careful with what I said because that's what they're waiting for because they can't restart the old machine. The misogyny thing is over. They still want me gone. So they're waiting for something to grasp onto. Yeah. That's what they're doing. I mean, so. I think some of the shots he used were cheap regarding this poor young girl. Yeah, Bro, I mean, that I've got daughters, you know, for me. And even if you haven't got kids, you know, we, yeah. Yeah, well, you're around kids all the time. Our fan base, your fan base, yours, yeah. yours are youngsters. And I was like, Bro, you've got an agenda, but don't be sick. And I like the way you brought that up, you know, because that's oh, yeah, like what the fuck's that he about wanted me? some clickbait of you saying one thing wrong, and that's it. You would have finished. Yeah, it's it's it, yeah, it is criminal. And these people, they they're only out for themselves, and that's the internet as a whole. And it's also the algorithm was rewarding people. Like when this whole matrix attack happened, it was very orchestrated. I knew it was coming. I knew I'd get to a point where they were going to cancel me, but I didn't know it'd be as orchestrated as it was. So first, the algo started rewarding people who made a negative video of me. So my own team would make a video that was positive of me, and it would basically get zero views. But if you made a negative video by Andrew Tate, it was always the top of every single one. So it's basically telling every YouTuber, if you do a negative Andrew Tate video, you get views. So that's the first bribe, right? Because they don't give a shit, right? They want views. So that's the first thing. And then the way it was orchestrated amongst the charities and NGOs and these activists, the way they all came out at the same, within three minutes, bro, within three minutes, with 150 different activists post basically the same wording and slightly rewritten in the same picture. There's somebody above and behind all this shit. So they decided somebody, whoever they are, don't kill me. I'd never kill myself. Don't fucking try. But, bro, because that's what's next. That's what's next. It's scary. I'm telling you, everyone thinks I'm paranoid. Everyone thinks I'm crazy. But it is. I'm telling you, after yesterday, he was, I'm not sure when we're going to release this, but when he was at the gym, he came for a public workout. What I witnessed was insane. It literally was, people were trampled on. The lift went out of order. People were jumping on the lift, bringing signs, pushing my assistant. And I was like, I said to him in the car, so this is like that Kim Kardashian, Cristiano Ronaldo kind of level. Yeah. Like I've had a lot of these YouTubers here. I've had the Mayweathers, the yeah. John Cena's, the Khabibs. But it's a different kind of thing. And I think where you've been banned makes you more of this. They've martyred know? me, yeah. Yeah, they've martyred you. Yeah. You know, like Prince back in the day, the singer. You never saw him in interviews. You didn't see them. So it's like, oh, there's Prince. You know, nowadays, social media, like this whole influence. Like, I hate the word influencer, but yeah. they're everywhere. You know, they're everywhere. Yeah. Are they really celebs? Yeah. I think it's a little... You know what I mean? It's a little bit different as well with uh, Mayweather. You might support him, but he's not really doing anything for you, yeah. bar entertaining Cristiano Ronaldo. He may put a ball in the net for you, but with some of your stuff about the Matrix, I openly, I use the term a lot now. And as soon as I use a subtle one of your terms, people come at me for it. But I escaped the Matrix by accident. When I became a personal trainer, I actually just wanted to do a job I enjoyed and I made my own business. And I was like, what, I can expense stuff? Yeah. You mean I, can, I have a tax efficient business? I'm going to work in shorts and suddenly all my friends that are doing pay as you earn are getting really screwed over and then I was like oh I'm gonna go to a fitness event in you know somewhere foreign I'll go Portugal I can write that off against my tax bill and I was like why did no one tell me this and why is no one telling anyone else so when people hear your content and understand they go hold on a second I'm being fooled into supporting the economy and it doesn't work out for me yeah that emotional connection that they get from that is insane and it is it's more of an emotional one than anything else which is why the fans are so crazy and I think the kids they they're it can be TikTok, but I think also they need more direction. Older generations probably got more friends, more peers, more colleagues that they can talk and communicate with. So yeah, when I see the videos and the, how young everyone is in the crowd, yeah. there's obviously a need here for a role model. Otherwise they wouldn't oh. be doing what they're doing. You know doing. when you got banned? 
would you have like if you knew that was coming would you have slowed down earlier like with the stuff you were saying so i knew firstly i knew it was coming secondly there's been a few people online who said that i should have uh tapered down with what i was saying but i had already tapered down two or three months prior to the banning because i knew it was coming but the internet's forever right I and also like, my word for you is like the social media drug dealer where you're just like expanding too fast and then just like they trap down on you yeah, it's influence. The problem is I truly believe it doesn't matter what I would have said or what I would have changed. I think that when you get to a level of influence where your soul is not bought and you're not completely owned, however it's done, usually most people who are famous are owned financially. They have a sponsorship deal. They have a record label. They have a sports team. They have whatever. When you're at a point where you're truly completely independent and nobody can – they text you and say, say this, and you say, get fucked, and you have massive influence over the youth, which is the number one – especially the masculine youth. I have a lot of fans between all ages, right? But let's say 15 to 25. That number one demographic is the demographic that the people in charge of the world are the most afraid about. They're the ones to start revolutions. They're the ones you need to die in wars. They're the backbone of the slave economy. They're the people you need to go out there and work their ass off and pay their taxes and have a sexless marriage and die. If I'm starting to convince, that's what they want. If I'm convincing these, if I'm convincing large amounts of these people to think for themselves and ignore the slave mind programming and tell the government to basically get fucked and I want to think for myself and be a sovereign individual, I'm a threat to the system. And they sit there and they say, okay, this person's a threat. What's the advantage of allowing him to have a voice? Fucking zero. So I knew they were going to come for me because of the amount of influence I'd amassed. It's not about what I said. It's nothing that, if anyone who believes it's about what I said is, is juvenile, it's because I had huge influence. And people underestimate how important influence is. The war in Ukraine and Russia right now is what? People are dying. Machines of war are out in a field somewhere, blowing people to smithereens. So that one country can get influence over land. So to say, this area uses this currency and, and you read our newspaper, we have influence. Influence is the bottom line of everything. It always has been. That's what wars are fought for. It's what the media machine exists for. It's why the YouTube algorithms are rigged. It's why elections are fucking... I don't want to get killed. It's why elections are very fair. It's, <laughs> it's all influence. So when you're massively influential, they're, they're scared of you. And they sit there and go, okay, he's influential. And he's telling people not to sign up to the propaganda. Fuck it. So why don't, you, why don't you run for president or something? Because then I'll die. Then he'll be shot. He'll then be like they'll JFK, yeah. Get a Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah, yeah. And, hang and, yourself. And it, bro, it's a real concern for me. People think I'm crazy. And the reason I talk about this on every podcast is in case it happens. So there can be TikTok clips of me saying that I would never kill myself. Because I'm telling you, you get three stages in life. First, they shut you up. And if that fails, then it's false jail charges or it's death. I'm telling well, you. I don't release a Machiavelli album and do a two-person. So if you believe that, why would you keep going? Because I have a duty to myself and God, my friend. Then, they, then, I, then I have to sell my soul. And I'm hoping I inspire other people to do the same and understand that when you shut up, when you be quiet and you ignore objective reality and you ignore one side of the argument, this is how they purport their lies. This is what The Matrix is. The movie The Matrix is people <coughs> being used for their body heat and, and their mind is living inside of a false reality to keep them occupied. What is the difference now? We're all out here working jobs, being used for our body heat, living inside a version of reality which is objectively false. Objectively, they will tell you there's things happening that aren't happening. They'll tell you to be afraid of things you shouldn't be afraid of. They'll tell you a fucking giraffe is a, is a horse. They'll tell you all this garbage and you have to ignore your own eyes and absorb it and, and, and accept it. It, it's, it's all, the whole world's fake. Everything's fake. And I don't think many people actually understand how fake it is. Every single thing from the World Health Organization to the federal system, to the legal system, to the judicial system is fake. It's all a scam. I actually saw you, a, a tweet or someone shared it apologizing yeah. about a vaccine or something like I that. I went crazy. Like, uh, so I was sat at home and I saw the, the relatively old news piece that was saying that the vaccine was never tested to yeah. reduce transmission. and. I saw this as an opportunity a year and a half ago to make a very viral video where I was saying, come on guys, you're banging coke up your nose that probably came into the country up someone's ass and yeah, now you're sure. moaning about a vaccine. Yeah. And I was like, there's a good angle here and people are like, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> and he's always oh, praising the vaccine. And I was like, virtue, you know, cheers guys. But then when I came around, I was like, fuck, a lot of people that I ripped into I own an apology to. Yeah, they lied to you. Yeah. They lied. 
This is what I'm saying. Uh, the the pandemic, or I don't even like calling it that because it's a it's a lie. But the the whatever you want to call it, that is a perfect example of how they can completely purport a false version of reality. Anyone who talks against it gets deleted. Everyone who talks for it gets amplified. And they make you afraid of something that you never saw with your own eyes. I, I ask people this all the time. Did you objectively see? Did you see people falling down the street? Did you see long lines outside of hospitals? Did you see ambulances running left, right, and center? Did you see what they told you was happening? The answer is fucking no. They told you it was happening enough times for you to believe it. That's, that's all that happened. It's a fucking scam. If we it's, a, it's a matrix, bro. It's a lie. It's a fucking scam. If they would have never put it on the news and you lived your life as normal, you wouldn't have noticed the fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> Think what they did to people over three years. So let's say that you continue to grow, uh, you know, and you start to pull minds out of the matrix. Is there a point that if we get too many people out of the matrix that there could be a collapse? Because ultimately, you know, the way things are going, it's a broken system. But if we bring everyone out of that broken system. Yeah, then it's right. Yeah. So there's almost uh, an element of you getting people that are loyal to you, taking them out and the others that hate you, you just kind of leave them in. That's exactly it. The whole world, you can't unplug everybody because then society would collapse, right? Yeah. But um. I do like to think if there's a contingent of free minds, it prevents tyranny. I think that if not enough people stand up, I do think it's genuinely a battle of good versus evil. I think it's simple as that, Tam. I think if someone's not standing there saying this is wrong, then evil wins. Think how many things they're already purporting on our children in the Western world. Oh, for sure. Imagine if no one's, no one stands up, and very few people do. Imagine if no one was. Imagine how fast it would accelerate. This is genuinely a battle of good versus evil. Dubai is insulated. Eastern Europe semi-insulated. Certain parts of the world are. But if you go to America and send your kid to school and read the shit that they're going through on a daily basis, it's fucking evil. Someone yeah. has to stand up and fight this stuff. No, I've got kids. And for me, this, this hits home because I'm a Muslim. I have my beliefs and uh, values what I think. But I will never push it as a Muslim. It's not allowed. It's not like I maybe I don't agree. But whatever someone chooses to be or their sexual orientation or whatever, it's not my problem. I feel like anything pushing an ad agenda on innocent, I mean, people who can't have a who are not mature. What does the word mature mean? Going through puberty, also mentally being mature. Yep. It doesn't mean you could, your balls could drop it like 10. I, I saw kids in my school with beards, like little Pakistani kids, you know? <laughs> and I'm next to them and they have big beards, you know what I'm saying? In the school, and I, my moustache was saying I was growing out, I looked like a fat Hitler, you know? But <laughs> my point is that that still doesn't mean you're mature enough to make a decision. Like nowadays, my kid can swipe up on my phone when a message comes to watch YouTube. I had a runny nose at 10 looking like that, jumping off, you know, trees. We were a different yeah. generation, you know? Yeah. But still, to push that agenda, choose your own sex, like take away from the parents. And I feel like he said, in the West, if I were to discipline my kid or say something wrong, they could literally take my children away from me and I have no say. I don't, it's not the word own, but my kids don't belong to me. They don't, you're right. In the West, they don't. You're I truly, right. I've seen it. They bring you these books. And again, it's not about that, what you believe and what you're not, but you can't push in it the same way I would never let Muslims push an agenda, everyone be Muslim or everyone be a vegan. Everything's the same, it should be the same. Kids, whatever they wanna do, my kids, I've never told them to buy a Barbie doll or a gun or play football. They just naturally themselves liked, oh, well, here's some nail polish and I'm sitting there putting stuff on me. Yeah. Just let them flow. Yeah. I tried to get them to wrestle and go hit pads, I was like, nasty, come on, kickboxing, but they didn't wanna do it. Yeah. So it's something, a, nat a natural inclination in my opinion was in there from genetic makeup, in my opinion, that people tend to do what they do, you know? But pushing that agenda is scary, and hence why I chose to live in Dubai and raise my kids, especially here, because I don't want to have these books where, you know, just confusing them at an early age, or where we, you can choose your uh, pronoun. And it's no disrespect to anyone, but I think as a kid, they don't even know what they want to be. They don't even know what day of the week is, yeah. you know? They think they're Wonder Woman meets Frozen, Elsa. They don't know. And yet you're putting this on them and saying, no, you must choose 
and then giving the parents like come and see us we're going to get the lo- social services say this and that it's it's like communism in a way it's communism yeah the kids aren't yours in the west and they don't want them to be yours i don't think people understand how this extrapolates out to all society the reason they want everybody broke the reason they inflate the currency the reason it takes two two people now the father and the mother to be working your asses off is because that means the kids belong to the school they go to school all day and they get programmed and then they watch the internet all day and they get programmed again they're not your children and Tam's right. You should be able to have children for, with the idea of raising them how you see fit. However, that is. We can't tell other people how to raise their kids, but no one should be telling us how to raise ours. And you nailed it. In the West, social services, X, Y, Z, if you want to discipline your child or tell them something ain't real, they tell the teacher, you lose your kid. You don't You don't own your kid. You don't own your house because they'll take that from you if you don't wear your mask. It's all bullshit. Like they, Most people don't realize on every level how corrupted society is. It's, it's, it's truly scary. And that's why I stand up and say these things and... If they kill me, it was nice meeting you, gentlemen. But <laughs> you know, in the UK now, if you take your kid out of school, you can get you get fined. So if you want yeah. to take him on holiday during time, you you have to pay money. You're like, hold on, I'm giving you one less kid to educate. That's yeah. a spare seat in the yeah. class. Yeah. Exactly, it's, it's bonkers. But I don't think there should be some rules. Like, just wondering. There should absolutely be some rules, but you need checks and balances and everything, which is why you need somebody to talk. You always need someone to talk against the rules, even if the rules are completely right. Yeah. The second you have nobody talking against any kind of agenda, it becomes tyrannical, no matter what it is, no matter how well-intentioned it is. I actually believe a lot of the things that exist now to keep society in order were started with good intentions. I don't believe society, I don't believe that Facebook or social media was started with the intention of controlling populations, yeah, but it just ends up there. That's how it ends up when they become powerful. So yeah, you certainly need rules, but now we're in a situation where certain people can make rules and other people can't talk against them. And that only leads one place. That can't lead anywhere good. Yeah, but you see, rules are evolving. Yeah. For example, who knows what's next? Legally marrying animals or legally, like, your kid can... I don't know. It's just changed. Is it like, in the 60s, there was a certain way. That even when I was young, like yeah. in the 80s, I remember, there was discipline. Like, you chatted shit. An old, an old guy outside a pub will just punch you. Yeah. Nothing will happen. Yeah. Or another, I would go around my friend's house, say we kick the football, hit the window. His dad could really give me a bollocking. It was just the norm. My parents would be like, that's okay, I understand. Or teachers used to... What was it? The cane? Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying hit, but there was discipline. Now yeah. teachers can't even tell a kid off. I tell the teachers, listen, that's their job. You teach them discipline. I don't mind that. Now kids like, no, then the parents come, threaten the teachers. Yeah, it's, oh, it's like, it's havoc. Me, I'm kind of half and half in my head about it. Like, sometimes I say everyone should be able to say anything, post anything. Especially like even when you got banned, I was like, well, should someone really get banned? Just don't watch their content if you don't like it. But sometimes I'm kind of like, think twice about it. Because I'm like, you know how nowadays you have the they, them, or like you said, an yeah. animal can marry a person. But if you keep letting that stuff get posted, then other people are like, oh, you know, people that are attention deprived. If I go do that, look, everyone, someone's getting attention for marrying a dog. Let me go marry a horse. Yeah. So you might be promoting that. So what do you think about that? You know what I mean? Because I'm kind of too sensed in that. Like, like, I think, look, freedom of speech, there's no such thing. There is no freedom of speech anywhere. There's no such thing. Yeah. Because then they'll say, then it's hate. If they don't like it, it's hate speech. Like I saw one of your comments regarding white privilege or BLM, what got blown up. And I understood what you're saying. I was on your side. Like, I got in a lot of trouble because people see me as an ethnic or a brown. I can say things that you can't. And I understood that they were like, white privilege. It's a term white privilege I hate. You know, it, it didn't make sense. And you made a comment. I'm not sure what it was. I, I, I definitely messed And you got one. a lot of stick. I messed this one up a bit. You got a lot of stick for it. But I know your intention behind it. But maybe it's again, it's delivery. I was, I'd been working hard. It was tired. I was in the morning, I was having coffee. And someone said, it's okay for you. You're a white, straight, cisgender male. And I was like, it just boiled up inside. And I said, maybe I just fucking outworked you for 10 years. Maybe it was that. And then everything was like, you're dismissing white privilege, you're doing this. And I was like, guys, do you know what? My mom and dad are still together. I lived at home until I was like 26, which was great because I was PTing 13 hours a day, 
and my mum would leave food in the morning for me to eat. They supported me. These are genuine things that I was really privileged with. And I was like, please don't overlook 10 years of hard work and just say that I'm a straight white male because that really hit an emotion deep down that I was like, we cannot tarnish young people's minds with the idea that, you know, oh, it wasn't work, it was this. Same when people are in shape or world champion kickboxers. People like to connect the dots what suits their narrative and they overlook the main lesson they need to get out of life. I think being privileged no, is a negative anyways. No, that's just the term, I think, listen, I've got very, and I understand, we were, my races were colonized. This history is history, but everyone was responsible for certain things. Muslims did things, the Mongols, Romans, everyone had their part in history. Yeah. But it's like get, going to a German and abusing them for the atrocities in World War II. You couldn't. Yeah. Well, some German kid who's like listening to TikTok, listening to like Biggie Smalls, got yeah. to do with Hitler, or white privilege. Like I was raised in a white community. Even when the local term was used as packy shop in those days, yeah? Being an Asian, it wasn't even racist. It's just uneducated. It's the, it's the society you're in, you know what I'm saying? So people take things out of context and like, you're probably the old school kind of like that kind of cloth, but it gets blown up. You you have to be so careful, especially you're on that fitness spotlight, what you're doing, what you're doing. Whatever you say now, especially I told him, I said, you're so big now, you don't realize. It, it, the most biggest danger you've got is like, what you even say, how you move, where you are, you come in a restaurant, women, any, any action you do, yep. people got phones out, it's scary. Yeah. They can edit anything now. It is scary, but the white privilege attack, I'll, 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 get, I'll get in trouble here, but I, I agree with you. I think, it's, I think it's clown world. I think to look at somebody who's white who's successful and say it's only because they're white is stupid. It's pathetic, I think it's asinine, yeah. it's pathetic, and it's trying to remove any self-accountability and self-responsibility. The people who were saying that to you were not extremely successful black people or success, extremely successful brown people. I've never known a very successful brown man who goes to another successful white man and says... I want to add to that. It would have been white people saying that to you. 100%. 100%. Said, I'm not very smart. My wife's white, <laughs> you know? My kids are mixed, we're mixed. I'm all for mixed. There's, I don't see a race. I'm that, mixed. That, <laughs> it's, the abuse you usually get is from your own community. I've right. noticed that Muslims target me or Asians, Iranians or Arabs. It would have been the white community trying to relate, jumping on a bandwagon. That's what's so annoying about the whole Tall thing. Tall poppy syndrome, where they say that if you had like a, a field of poppies, if one sticks out above the rest, oh, it doesn't look nice, chop it down. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's that, and it's really prominent in a lot of cultures around the world. And like you say, you get attacked by your own people. Well, I've got a question for you with the size of your YouTube following and YouTube taking people's channels. Like that's gut-wrenching for so many creators. Do you feel that there's a lot of pressure on you to conform? Um, not really. To be honest, I always say like, even if they shut me down, like I always say like, if you have a successful mindset, I could do it again. I like that. So I say if you're someone that like, if you claim to be a businessman, entrepreneur, a good YouTuber, even if they delete anything, you should be confident to do it again. You know, like I'm but sure why should they delete? They shouldn't. I, I mean, I hope they don't, but I can't control it. Like, you should say they shouldn't have banned me. They shouldn't have stopped my payments, but yeah. they did. Yeah. But you can do it again, I'm sure. That's true, yeah. But I, I think it... It, it I, sucks, though. It sucks. I know what you're saying, but I think it goes beyond that when it gets to really critical issues like, let's say, the vaccine or... Uh, raising children, etc. When they when they start deleting one side of the argument, it's different. They're deleting an entertainer, right? When you're deleting genuine information, it goes from beyond inconvenience into actually shaping the narrative of the world. But what do you do about that? Yeah, well, that's that's the question. What you do is you do what we're, we're trying to do now is make people think and understand that these people are trying very hard to control a narrative. I don't blame them. Like we're all we're all business owners, right? If you had somebody who worked for your company who defied your logic and didn't want to listen to you and didn't agree with the way you did things, you fire them. Yeah. So if you have members of your population when you control a country who don't agree with how you act and what you want, you want them to shut up and go away. Like this is just natural human nature. But the point is that will end in tyranny. 
The reason the crap went on so long is because the people who were talking against it, like myself, I can tell you now, I lost five, six Twitter accounts. My Instagram was shadow banned. My YouTube had three videos taken down because all for saying, hi guys, I'm in Sweden. It's open. <laughs> like it's fine. Like, yeah, because bro, day one, me and my brother sat there and said, listen, let's be logical about this. If this kills us two, two military age males, as strong as humans can be, then society's over. Civilization's done. So there's no point hiding from it. So we went to Sweden because it was open. Went to the club. And we were in Sweden for two months. Everyone's locked in their houses, clapping for the NHS, hiding at home. Sweden was, no one talks about this. Wide open, no restrictions, no masks, no closures, nothing. Completely full nightclubs yeah. in Stockholm. Full, head to toe. Nobody talks about Sweden. I don't know why. I was living there for months, watching people hide in their homes. It, I was like, guys, and every time I put it up on the Instagram, they deleted it. They're deleting that. They're not trying to, they're not saying I'm hateful, because that, they, they couldn't, right? I'm just showing my life. It's not about deleting entertainer. It's about literally changing the perception of reality so they can enslave humans. It's beyond just the inconvenience of I was an entertainer, I lost my channel. It's we want to enslave people. We want to trick people into getting a vaccine they don't need. We want to convince people to stay home and miss their fucking grandmother's funeral. So we're going to delete one side of the argument. It's genuinely evil. It's not a small thing. Yeah. It's big. Do, do you think that's it's criminal? Smart. Imagine you missed your grandparents' fucking thing. Imagine you took the vaccine and you had a side effect. Imagine someone you love took it because a whole bunch of people have now. Imagine your business went bankrupt. You can't feed your family. Imagine your girl leaves you because you, you lost your business. And then you're going, oh, it's over now. No big deal. We just deleted everyone's YouTube to lie to you for three years. And now you worked it out. Oops. Anyway, Ukraine. It's a fucking scam. Like, and nobody seems to give a shit. It's a miracle that nobody cares. I'm like, is, no one's mad about this? Is it just me? I didn't even fall for it. And I'm mad. It's just it's crazy. It's like, I don't know why no one's standing up saying, what the fuck do you lie to us for? It's, cr it's, it's criminal, but that's, and that's how the, it's all about the distraction mechanisms of the Matrix, right? But who's they? Us. Who's the Matrix? Who's they? Oh, man, you're going to get me killed. You tell me, <laughs> you tell me who you think they are. I, I don't know. Because, look, I'm saying if it's the government, why would they just not stop you? No, it's not governments. So it's not the government. It's the, the, there's people above governments, my friend. Maybe so, not in Dubai so much. So, like, kind of like Illuminati type like concept. What do you think, James? I see this when I see a well written Joe Biden tweet. I'm like, who's got his phone? <laughs> <laughs> who's got his phone? Because that's that can't be him. Yeah, 100%. I've seen him an hour yeah, ago yeah, doing yeah. something. So someone must be doing that. I look over there, and again, I don't know Joe Biden. I've not met him in real life, but I assume and make a stand that maybe there's someone puppeteering him. Or yeah. and again, Rogan talks about this a lot. Where four years in a job, just about enough time to get competent. I mean, four years in jiu-jitsu, you probably just about to get your purple belt. You are not even halfway through your martial arts career. Oh, at that time, sorry, time to swap out the most important role in the free world and put someone else in it. It's absolutely bonkers. So someone must be behind the scenes with some form of tenure and some 100%. form of experience. And do you know what? People would probably feel more relaxed if they knew that. Hey, this is the candidate who's going to win the election and he's going to be the front man for everything that goes on. By the way, there's a load of experts behind the scenes actually running the country. Oh, thank God for that. But... I think they wouldn't. They wouldn't. They wouldn't because then the, these people are worried about coups, coups, and they worry about being taken over and worried about the backlash. You yeah. know, the free will. They kind of take away your free will in a way. Why would they want us to have free will? Yeah, of you have to, it's the thing. You have to think about it as being as competitive as possible, right? All the countries, or at least now, the world split into two hemispheres. They're competing against each other. You have to try and be as competitive as possible. Free will is great because it allows people to be in, uh, entrepreneurs and think for themselves and come up with ideas and be creative, etc. Free will is what got America to where it is. But now we're reaching the, the age of AI, we're reaching the age of brutal competence, and you're sitting there going, all this free will has all the kids wanting to be YouTubers. They don't want to do anything important. They just want to sit there and be YouTubers. Did you see that study where they asked a bunch of kids in China what they wanted to grow up to be? Yeah. And, and not, most of them said engineer or astronaut, and they asked all the kids in America, and they all said YouTuber vlogger? No. You can't... You, 
How can you how can you win in the long term when the Chinese children want to grow up to know shit? And 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 the, and, the, and the kids in the West want to fuck about with the camera. No offense, to no. Say but it's true. But it's true. You're making more money. No, no. But I'm not saying there shouldn't be YouTubers. I'm saying that, I like you said, yeah. the, the, the system doesn't work if everyone's a fucking YouTuber. So he's not competitive anymore. So they're sitting right, there going, get rid the, of the free will. He's in the fitness industry. Everyone's a fucking PT or fitness influencer now. That must like. That's why some of your shit I see. I love it. It's funny because. When you first came on the scene, they called you the Gordon Ramsay or whatever, but you were like saying things I was thinking. Like PTs who've just done a bit of a course, look good, giving motivational speeches. You know, with that music, guys, I wake up, you know? And when you came, it was kind of refreshing because I was like, exactly what I'm thinking. What is this kind of cult? It's a cult, no? Do you know what's crazy, right? This is my one bugbear. Why are people so fucking happy to train? They're like, hey guys, today we'd stop it. That's fake. Yeah, yeah. Because even today, someone's like, you're gonna do a podcast with some fucking legends. And I'm there, I'm like, that's sick. That is the height of human emotions when you're really buzzing, right? Yep. You earn like a, an incredible amount of money. You're like, oh, fucking sick, fist bump your brother. Yep. That's the height. So yeah. when I saw these people online, I was like, this is evidently fake. I don't trust them. If there was someone that came to the pub, hey mate, really good to meet you. I'd be like, give me my fucking hand back mm. and stop being so happy. Yeah. So the first time I, I kind of got in the fitness industry, I was like, these guys are all fake. I'm just gonna be myself and try and be like, hey, we probably want to do this for the right reasons. We want to enjoy it. Have a gin and tonic at the weekend. Don't be too much. And I kind of saw a gap in the market of just being normal. You know what annoys? You know what makes me laugh about fitness influencers? You see these like 19-year-old chicks with perfect bodies, etc., and they're like there. And this is what I eat. And I have lemon with my chicken, all this crap. And I'm watching it. And I'm like, listen, I know a 19-year-old girl right now who just smokes and drinks gin, and she's in great shape. You're 19. Of course you're in good shape. You're 19. That's bro. what I'm saying. He did one about diet coke the other day. Made me laugh. It was shooting. There ain't 19-year-old girls are in good shape. That's just like well, they are. Show me a time. Yeah, show me a fitness influencer who's old. Cool. Half the time they're filters, bro. Like I get these people. Can I come to your gym? I'm verified. They send it to the gym account. Blue tick. I'll collab with you, right? They're, <laughs> they're doing me a favor. We'll collab. We'll come. Just let us for free, and we'll do a few tags. So at first, I was like, to, uh, my assistant, you know, we'll get them. it's just free marketing. You know, yeah, if they've yeah. got this following, then I realized what fake following was. They'd come, and I'm expecting them. Literally, they could walk past me. I wouldn't know it's them. Yeah. It was the. It's like. Looking at me, then seeing DiCaprio on TV. <laughs> it's not the same, yeah. you know? You could say Shrek, yeah, but not DiCaprio. Yeah. And I was seeing these chicks like, what? I was like this. And it's so bad because you've got these young girls, like this, God forbid what happens to that girl, but social media pressure of trying to be this perfect, you know, as my best shape ever was on juice. It was purely on steroids. You cannot attain that. I, I can see a guy now, you can. I can say Winstroll, Stanislaw. Trend. <laughs> Some I can tell you what is on. Yeah, yeah. This week I, I said to someone, I go, so is steroids haram? And someone was like, no, it's okay. It's halal. You're okay today. I was like, okay, cool. That makes sense. Yeah. Walking around the gym, I was like, everyone, and if you're transparent about it, great. And I think that's the best thing. But when you lie about it, because like you say, everyone needs to take it upon themselves to run a profitable business because then you can't be bought. Yeah. Because even this week, uh, W were like, hey, Four nights for free, but you got to post every day. I was like, I'd rather pay. Yeah, I would rather yeah, pay yeah, than yeah. do it. I don't want to be. I don't want to own you guys. Yeah. But when people have got BCAA, Gymshark, and Gymshark are paying their their mortgage five times over, yeah. so of course they're not going to. Oh yeah, it's the it's the supplements I'm taking. You're disillusioned people. And again, you go to the five. Everyone's out there in a Lambo. It's not yours. Yeah, <laughs> Stop yeah. trying to sell me your fitness program in a rented car. Yeah, yeah. I swear, I, I love the owners of five. Really good guys, but that five palm is like Jahannam. That means hell in Arabic. <laughs> <laughs> that is the land of shaitan. Five, you've got, <laughs> you've got roadmen coming, saving their money on there. You know, everyone's got their pictures. Like, I'm not going to lie, I've got a few man bags, yeah? Because I dress like this. Yeah. I need a man bag for my phones and kids. Like, James similar to me, like, I, 
around Andrew, I feel like a fucking peasant. He wears these coats. We went to see Sean O'Malley. It was like fucking, he killed a chinchilla on the way. He had his fur coat, this, that. <laughs> and I was like, TK shirt, I've like 50 dollars, but I sell it for 150. I put my name on I was like, I'm a knob, what am I wearing, yeah? yeah. It's just me, like, uh, that's me. I like the flip flops. I wear flip flops, my legs are skinny, so I put the high uh, boots, you know? And I'm like, these people on a five, and it's just this kind of society. Everyone has to post something they're not and fake. I respect the guy who says, look, I've got a small penis and a fat belly and I've got nothing in my account. You'll never see it happen, though. I'm yeah. right here, I can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, you know what I mean? And it's, especially that fitness industry, that is yeah. one of the cause which has ruined this kind of, that's a branch of Kim Kardashian's. Everyone's got this booty. Everyone's got these apps where they tone up. And like he said, he calls a lot of these out. Like this Dr. Berg he called out. I was actually watching him like an idiot. I was like, this Dr. Berg said this. I thought, what's he saying about cut this out and that? And he put a few videos in just, Destroying him, and I was like, it's just common sense regarding lemon, calorie deficit and all this. And you know, lemon water in the morning. I'm like, <laughs> if you want the nutrients from a lemon, fucking eat one. Yeah, you yeah. know, like just squeezing it. No one's imagine how stupid you'd look if you squeezed a bit of pineapple over some water, or you like you took a tiny little slither of an orange and put it, put it, and oh, I'm just gonna eat a tiny slither. People go, you're a fucking idiot, but they put it in their water, they're like, oh my god, this is amazing for digestion. You're like, just stop it. Yeah, that's true. And, it have, is, and I own a gym, bro. I see it all the time. It's just a pet hate. I see guys. One minute they're getting tr uh, sessions off someone, the next minute they're all MMA fighters. Of course. They all fight UFC. I do UFC in Dubai and Arab. In Arabs, it's funny. It's like, well, I do UFC. You know UFC, you know? <laughs> I see it all. And I love Filipinos. Like, yeah. if without the Filipino race, my gym would be dead. Yeah. My assistant, she runs it. It's just my branding. But that fitness industry is so bad and dangerous for people. I, I think it's certainly, it's, it's certainly destroyed what, what people think a fit, healthy person looks like. Because I've been accused of being on gear all the time, and I'll sit here and say right now, adamantly, so if I get caught wrong, they can make fun of me. I've never taken anything in my life yeah, I accused him, I swear, when he left. I said, I've never him. taken anything in my life ever. I will do any test you can name. I've never taken anything ever. And the reason I won't take it is because I know I'm going to want it. So I'm not going to take it. So I've got this far without it. I know that I'm, I'm getting old now. I'm 36 soon. Maybe when I'm 50, I might need TRT or something, but I've never taken anything ever. But... And people say I'm in fairly good shape, whatever. But I, compared to some of the fucking dudes you see around here, I'm, I'm tiny. Like, I, and I'll never be able to get that big. <laughs> They're monsters. That's just the game, right? So, and it's, it's, it's warped what people expect from, let's say, a fitness brand. If you launch a fitness brand, you need to look like a monster now. So it's almost like, like bodybuilding. You have to do it. It's almost like the bodybuilders. They have to do it. But the problem is it's rewarding. Like, they know, like, okay, if I go on these, what are steroids, I can look good quick, sell my course, and people will buy it. I think society rewards the shortcut. And that's the problem. In certain industries, yeah. I don't, but I don't know. You guys can correct me. I still don't think it's that easy. I still think you have to train your ass off, don't you? Yeah, the, you tell, yeah. the issue as well that I find is, so for when I was younger, I got caught in the loop. I went on gear. Uh, I, I beat people to it. They were, weren't you big then? Relax. So <laughs> like uh, when I went on, it felt amazing. And I was what I was trying to do is improve my status as a man. And it's the only way I knew how was to be more muscular. Yeah. And now I'm a little bit older, a little bit wiser. I like to say to young people, I'm like, relax, mate. You know, start your own business, become self-employed find a nice girl, treat her really well, take her on a nice holiday to Dubai, oh. fly a business class, and guess what? You're gonna feel more of a man than you did on 250 milligrams twice a week and you left butt cheek. Yeah. Like, and then say to someone like, be a good family member, get your parents a nice car, something like that. Yeah, yeah. If you wanna feel like a man, there are so many ways that don't involve injecting testosterone, and it took me a long time to realize that. And what we're ultimately trying to do as men is feel like men. Yep. Feel like we're, we're playing a part in society where, you know, 20, 30 years, or if you do get Epstein, you could leave a legacy where you looked after the people around you. Yep. If a massive swole dude in here has a heart attack today, and that was his whole life and his identity, like what really happened or influenced people's lives around you, apart from the amount of volume you put in your delts and chest? But that comes into the topic of masculinity now. 
Uh-oh. It does. It does. Let's get warmed up. Yeah. Honestly, they are trying to eliminate, they call it toxic. What's toxic? They're trying to kill off what we see as masculine man. Now, the thing is, while like I say, what is wrong with a masculine man? Well, I can tell you why they think there's something wrong with a masculine man, but that's because we're the gatekeepers of morality. We are, we are, men are always going to be the ones that lead revolutions. When you're in charge of a country or you're in charge of a populace, whatever it is, it's like the olden days. You walk into the new town and kill all the young men or the military age males. Slit all the boys' throats because they're going to be a problem in five years. That's what it is. So if you, let's imagine, let me make up a fake scenario. Let me just invent something. Let's imagine you want to lock everyone in their houses because of the common cold. Let's imagine you're completely tyrannical and you're a psycho. What you'd want to do is make sure that men comply. It's only the men who can stop the compliance. There's only enough men in one place saying fuck you. It's not women. If all the women get in a place, it's annoying. But if all the men get in a place, it's a revolution. It's different. Call me misogynist, but it's true. It's, the, it's, it's large groups of men that are always going to be the backbone and fighting force and the number one thing they're afraid of. By reducing masculinity as a whole, you're reducing the warriors of society. They don't want people to stand up and say, no, we stand for these values and we will not let you corrupt our children this way. So they have to try and attack masculinity at its core, get you to the point where you're like, well, maybe it's good if I'm tolerant and they let, and they poison everybody. That's Holy what they want. Hollywood as well, you made a good point online that now even the kind of lead male roles in films are being stripped away of the masculinity. The Arnie's and Stallone's. Why we all started training? What when we used to box or we used to train? Yeah. Which movie would you always watch? Oh, bro, always, yeah, 100%, 100%. Everyone came out to Eye the Tiger. Every, we'd be an amateur boxing show, you'd have 15 kids in little pants, there. Yeah. 70 kilos like it was a thing you wanted to be rocky i bought those argos york weights yeah Th you know made of sand full of sand full of sand plastic that's why yeah, i have yeah. big arms nothing else here yeah, yeah. Squat, like, just arm curling and laying on the floor and benching yeah. that was it it was argos is like uh i know i brought the books i had terrafor yeah. yeah 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 and it was the thing our generation was that it was either football you want to be like gaza or you want to be like frank bruno in those days of the boxer but rocky mike tyson stallone Arnie, this was our generation. Now, like you said, it's uh, Peter Parker, his kids, good actors, but I mean, they're changing it without you realizing, if you know what I'm saying. They're like, put it into your heads. No Dolph Lundgren, no Arnie. Exactly. No, like, it's crazy. Yeah, they're, they're trying to deliberately convince you that physical strength doesn't matter because along with, I, I personally believe, I spoke about this earlier, I think that it's actually one of the most crazy things about the modern world is that people think that your mental strength and your mental resilience has absolutely no bearing on your physical strength and physical resilience. It's like your mind is inside of your body and people talk about mental health and they want to keep mental health completely segmented from your physical health and also from your lifestyle. Like those, they're so, they're linked. When someone comes along and goes, what about mental health? I say, okay, right. We can talk about mental health, but you're fat as fuck. So let's, let's start here. No, but, but you can't ignore that. Or. I, I think that personally, bro. So, no, <laughs> I was about to tell right here. I was like this. Or, or they'll come to me and say, I'm depressed. It's like, okay, but we want to talk about mental health. That's fine. But your life is shit. You yeah. are objectively a loser. Like you can take pills to pretend you're not a loser or try and for, forget the fact or be happy with the fact you're a loser. But if you're going to live that lifestyle, let me tell you something, my friend, if I was you, I'd be depressed. So you, you can't ignore these things. I think it's a two-way sword as well, where some people are in a bad bit of health, so it makes them depressed. Some people are depressed, so it puts them in a bad bit of health. Yeah. So there's that. But either way, it doesn't excuse the fact that action is the remedy. And what you say there about mental health and, and physique as well, for martial arts, like people don't understand when I say Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu helped my mental health. I know I've, I know what you have to say about BJJ. <laughs> and, uh, do you know what? I won't get started. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try and pull guard against you here, but still. Like, <laughs> It's true, you actually need to line up the body with the mind, you need a distraction. And also, I believe all human beings are problem solvers and we need to constantly be 
thinking and challenging and developing areas of our life. A lot of people out there that, let's say, are obese or struggling with mental health, bar their job and their relationship, often, imagine this, right? I say to people, calorie deficit, eat less. But if you don't enjoy your job and you're in a meaningless relationship, I'm not surprised you spend the other five hours of your day eating calorie dense foods. Yeah. And if we can't address and get into people's minds to say, you need to be in a serving relationship or be single, which is probably gonna benefit them. Everyone knows how shredded you get after a breakup. But also the work component is massive. So many people have been bred to kind of just go to work, clock in, clock out. Happiness is a currency we don't even talk about anymore. So, you know, if we're not gonna say, do a job you enjoy, or we're gonna use money as a, as a standard metric of success, then, we're almost breeding people and no one's coming along as you say to, to actually say to them sort your life out find something you enjoy it's it's absolutely bonkers that it's perfectly acceptable you couldn't even say that let's say you're sat on a plane i've been on a plane before and the lady next to me couldn't get a tray down so she had to use mine and i thought there at that moment the only person less comfortable than me is her having to ask me that and i felt like saying like hey i'm, I'm a pt can i help i didn't want to be condescending i didn't want to offend her i didn't want anything to kick off on a plane and i was like wow, I'm in a position now in my life where I can't even say to someone, hey, do you want some help? Do you want some advice? Because yeah. then you're fatphobic. But this, but this is the thing. We talked about this start with an attack on masculinity. I think the reason there's such a large men's mental health crisis is because of the attack on masculinity. When you tell people with an innate desire to be masculine, whether it's God-given, whatever, like you said, they have innate desires. We're all born with innate desires. God has told us some things are just wrong and some things are just right. And you have an innate desire to act a certain way. And then society is telling you that if you act that way or if you have those desires in any way, you are a bad person. That's where the men's mental health comes from. That's where all these men are sad and depressed is because they're like, you know what? I'm not supposed to want to just get big, get strong, get important, get a hot girl, get a nice car. I'm not supposed to want that. I'm supposed to want this. This is garbage. And they sit in this middle area. The happiest people I know are people who are unapologetic. I'm just saying, yeah, this is what I want. This is what I, I truly do. believe it's something natural. It's like you're saying, where do rules come from or who decides? Even if we're born, we're stuck in, say, some island, everyone's throwing us there, mums give birth. We all know without having any education, any religion, anything, that we wouldn't sleep with our own mum. We wouldn't. Correct. Your mum, no one's going to say, I'm going to fuck my mum or I'm going to marry her. It's natural inclination. You know, it's something inside of you that tells you that. Everyone's built with this kind of, God's given you that. Whether you believe in God or a power or whatever, there's something given to everyone's human being, this natural inclination to something where a guy wants to jump off a tree like we also break our arms or do something daring, yeah, yeah, or the girl's more more caring or affectionate in a way. I'm right. not saying men aren't. Everyone should, has to, to a degree, have every attribute. But the woman, for me, I, I put them on a pedestal, is a university. I like, I like what you say. Women shouldn't be ashamed of being housewives or wives. Or Look at our mums. Yep. My mum was the boss. Like my dad was like the one, if my dad came, it was serious or the stare, yeah? But the mum, she put me in gyms. She told me to do sports. She do it. They're the university. Everything you learn was kind of from them. Without them in society, that kind of role, society also, not only masculine men, but without that role of the mother or the wife, the next generation's finished. I think the family is starting to descend as well, and that's dangerous. But you can't be a masculine man without a feminine woman. How can yeah. you be a masculine man if your woman tells you to get fucked? And then it's hard, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah. so there's the synergies all destroyed, and this is the thing. I, I don't think it's even, fem I think feminism is, the old days of feminism, I think what they thought was okay, we want equality in a way, we want to be able to drive. I understand that, even if they can't <laughs> drive in video. Bro, don't get me cancelled. Hey, hey. No, I say, my mum, I say it to my mum all the time, but the point is there's this new movement, I won't even call it feminism. Yeah, I won't. Poison. Because even J.K. Rowling, I, I, I admire her work and what she's saying. For me, she's a powerful woman, uh, self-made billionaire, you could say, and she's against this kind of system. She's saying, that's not feminism. I, I want to feel safe in my own kind of 
sanctuaries. I want to feel safe in a bathroom. Imagine poor women who have been sexually abused or whatever, having to share. A, can you imagine me in a week coming saying I identify as a woman and going for a pee? And you're a, bless you. God, uh, imagine a woman who's been sexually assaulted or raped in her life and I'm walking in a public toilet and she sees me. It's intimidating, you know? So I understand what they mean too. So for me, they've used that feminism word to the wrong way because you can't, like I've got daughters and I was always like, fuck, feminism, it doesn't make sense. But I'd want them to achieve something, but also be be mothers, be a good wife and respect the man as well as he respects them. But also be a Kamala Harris or, uh, I mean, look, I can't even name a role model. I can't even name a female role model right now apart from a J.K. Rowling maybe. That's what's scary. I get slammed uh, a lot. When we do fitness events, I try and get women speakers to come and I'm championing them in the DMs. I'm like, hey, I think you'd be amazing. You've got this incredible fitness business. Would you like to come? And people look at the lineup and they go, oh, there's no women there. Well, you guys are sexist. There's only male speakers here. I'm like, guys, I was messaging twice as many women as I, as I was men. And whether or not they feel insecure or they've got like imposter syndrome or whatever it is, I was like, how is your first response that I'm sexist when I'm trying my hardest to get like an yeah, even yeah. playing field of, of speakers to events? And it is like really, it, it's, it's so bad that people portray that in that way. And again, there was a woman who was doing a lecture, I saw it on Twitter the other day, where she said, men are taller than women. And people stood up, and they started kicking off. And they were like, they were like, it's a statistic. When we yeah. do census on people's like, you know, anatomy, that's a fact. And then people are like, no, but not all women. And they were like, of course there's gonna be outliers. But it doesn't change the rule. And again, there where you talk about the traditional family, billions of families have coexisted with these gender roles that have served so many people exactly. over so many years. We are not saying there aren't outliers. We're not saying there are not some women that are taller than men. What we're saying is, you know, there is every opportunity for, and probably now where there's more discourse and arguments and hatreds and cancellation, there are more opportunities for women than ever. There are more women CEOs than ever. They're better educated than ever. Um, you know, and even me saying that is going to rile up a lot of people. This is the best time ever been. Even the mortality 100%. rates of women giving, uh, when women die during pregnancy, that's halved in the last 10 years. Like there are so many advances that we've had that aren't being celebrated and we're just picking apart little things that people are saying. And even what you're saying there, you're like, oh, I think that women are better at looking after children. Anyone in the world would agree with you on that. But then you say that on Twitter, they're coming for you. It's a natural inclination from like you look at the animal kingdom, the way the mother protects the woman, the lion, the lioness protects the man hunts, but she protects the food, she pretends the thing. But it's just society is trying to, in a way, and that's when I was saying, like, what he's saying is resonating. They're trying to kill that off. They see Islam and these religions and ethics, oh, you're backward. It's, it's uh, you force someone, they don't realize people choose to cover themselves. I'm not saying cover or not, it's everyone's uh, pr uh, prerogative what you want to do, but when they say to you, oh, you're, you're kind of, what's the word? You're uh, oppressing. Oppressing. How's it oppressing? And my angle is this give me your pin code for your like, bank account or your yeah. ATM. You'll never do it. Women to us, we, we put them here. Like, they're our diamonds, our gold. You're not going to show me what your pin is or give me your bank account. Same as our women. We don't want to share them. Call that selfish, call that territorial. We see them as like, I don't want to share. I don't want her to be seen by everyone. You know, so I'm not saying my wife's covered. I'm saying that's what our thing is. Whether it's covered or not, we see it as territorial. We see it as protection. So it's the status we give them. And people think it's oppression. It's not. Oppression is, like you said, you have to wear masks. You have to be locked down to this. But that's oppression. Yeah, but I, I want to say something. Don't you think men are ruining that as well? How? I'll say, for example, let's say now people are now idolizing all these Instagram models wearing bikinis and all these girls doing like haram behaviors right you go to a party what type of girls are there messing around with every guy it's those haram girls type of thing right good point point. and now a lot of people not saying any of us let's say 
they might now have that good woman at home, but now they're still going to the party, chasing these girls, which are doing nonsense. And now that, that wife at home sits there like, hey, I was a good woman, I was staying loyal, and he's just gone with another girl doing this some messed a, up stuff. Subject. We're gonna get into. And, and I feel like a lot of, like, I don't know anyone here if you guys are doing that, but I think a lot of men are ruining that. And that's why I think, I think 20 years ago, men cheated on women, and now it's starting to become the reverse. Women are just doing what men did oh. 20 years ago. It's, it's and I and I feel like that's why twenty thirty years ago, your mom, your none of them would have been out messing around in parties. Nobody. Yeah. I think you guys can agree with that. No, 30, 100%. 40, 50 years ago, they 100%. were actually at home. It's an honor. But thing. then that whole shift became of parties and girls wearing bikinis and messing around and sleeping with men. But why do you think that shift came? I, I'll tell you why. I, in I, my opinion, uh, Mark I Zuckerberg. Think, I think Mark a lot Zuckerberg of it's due to men. To blame. <laughs> Those days, let me tell you what it is, and this is my opinion. Hate me for it. We all had girlfriends and stuff for like Maharam days, yeah? You'd split up, she'd sit at home, there was no social, she'd listen to Mariah Carey, cry, call her friend on the old, yeah. yeah, he said, just just ignore him or send him a love letter and she'd be crying, listen to music, she'd be consoled. It would be like that, you wouldn't speak, you'd see her, uh, whatever, you know? And you then she'd wait until you came back or whatever. Nowadays, it's not. You've got Anthony Joshua, twin, yeah, six foot five with a arm, my leg, sitting there going, poke. So, and she's looking at me with my nose thinking, he tricked me, like, what is this, yeah? You annoy her, boom, it's easy, Instagram, social media, the DMs they get, bro, the DMs they get, it's easy. So they think, I don't need to chase this no, guy no more. I, I'm saying, That's the problem. That's the, the problem, and not all women, but, as well. yeah, yeah, guys have always been sleazy, but now guys have got more of a channel for it. Yeah, but then aren't, like I'm saying, aren't guys also a big part of the problem? No, but it, it's gender roles, like, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I think that, saying earlier what you just said about wearing the wig and going into the bathroom the only reason that that even happens in the world is because not enough masculine men stand up against it and the reason all society degrades in basically all realms is because not enough masculine men exist i would sit here and argue that the reason there are so many women acting in this way is because nobody's telling them not to and the men who used to tell them not to don't i live in romania i chose to live there i'm zero percent ethnically romanian if i go on a date with a 26 or 27 year old girl she has to be home at 10 because her dad said so at 27. You don't see that in the West. It's yeah. just a different society. So I'm saying that as you destroy the masculinity, as you destroy the protectors of society, everything degrades. We can talk now about the bathroom situation. We can talk now about women running around being crazy. We can talk now even about men being crazy to a degree. When there's no longer strong masculine role models to say, no, yeah. this is stupid, that's stupid, then everything falls down. But let's say you right now. Yeah. Like, are you ever looking to get married or have one lady that's like, that's your partner? That's a good question. If I was married, I certainly wouldn't say it on a podcast. And yes, absolutely. But, uh, I do I do believe in family and I do believe in ha and having a link and and and, and in that in that situation would you that's it no other woman? I don't and that's a this is going to get me in trouble. This is going to get me in trouble. And I think I've answered this before in a lot of different ways. I will sit here and argue the point that I truly believe that if a man has a woman he completely loves and if he does do XYZ, he still loves that woman, he wants to be with her forever and he will die for her. I don't think it's the same. I don't think that a man doing that is anywhere near the same as a woman doing that. I think that we're completely different evolutionarily. I think they're different things. I think comparing them completely and putting us on that equal on that equal playing field isn't fair. I don't think it's a fair thing to do. Okay, if you did that, would you be honest to your partner about it? Knowing that you could lose them? Yeah, I mean, this is an interesting argument. Be honest. Would you genuinely like you have? It the depends love of your on. Life, it depends on. It would depend, you be honest? It depends on the particular relationship, right? Some is better to be honest. Some it's not. But my point is that I know what you're saying. Yeah. But comparing men and women in that paradigm, I don't think it's a fair comparison. I think that since the dawn of human time, 
men have always had more than most masculine men the top the kings the knights the leaders they always had more than one woman they had their wife and they had their concubines etc i think that's the way that humans have been evolved to be i think that men have always been this way to a degree i think that women even instinctively themselves know it brother this is the point women instinctively themselves know it you think if a woman fucks ronaldo she thinks oh yeah he's loyal they don't give a shit they don't care so my point is that Humans have been set up a certain way. Society's come along saying one man, one woman. That's a good thing. I agree that's good overall for society. I don't think that now saying that a man should completely ignore all of his base instincts is 100% the answer to it. I'm thinking that the answer to it is for women to be the gatekeepers to the sexual marketplace because they always have been and they need to be. If, if women become promiscuous, men will fuck. It's always been that way. Now, all the way through history, it's the women who said no. So to interject on your point then about the man with the woman and going to the club, but then there's a crisis with men where they don't distinguish the difference between pleasure and happiness. So you can live a life of happiness without pleasure. And if you don't believe me, you can go to Asia where they literally are getting by and they're, they're happy as fuck. But you cannot live a life of pleasure without happiness. And we see this with drugs, gambling, uh, you know, people that just throw their lives away partying. And what they're doing is they're trying to fill their happiness quota with pleasure and it ends in turmoil. So yeah. if we can get men and women to a certain respect to appreciate that the happy things in life are the family, the friends, you know, the cup of coffee in the morning, maybe with a cigar. That's the thing that brings you that happiness, like I love my life and the pleasure is the Bugatti, yeah. it is the everything else, the private jets, whatever. We can get that to people so they can really appreciate that so that when they do get the temptations to go to the club, they're thinking, am I doing this for pleasure or happiness? Because happiness is sat in my home with the relationship I've been in and pleasure is the black hole and you can never fully sustain that that hunger for pleasure it is a black hole that consumes a lot of people so it's not the answer to the question but as like a precursor to that if someone can truly honestly identify in their life when that can happen and i've had this where i have stints where i stop drinking and when i drink and i yeah. go out i have a good time but i think to myself i'm giving up happiness for pleasure this isn't a good deal i need to stop drinking. but wouldn't that be like ultimate masculinity if you could could what like resist the pleasure like it's, you know not about, it's not being about being able to resist. I understand the point you're trying to make. No, no, by the way, there's a lot of things I, I will talk to you about later yeah. about this stuff. There's yeah. a lot of things I get. I'm just trying to make the argument right now, completely. you know? It makes the podcast good. So thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. No, but and I completely understand what you're saying. I believe that we have to look at humans societally and you also to look at us evolutionarily as animals. Evolutionary as animals, men were out there trying to find women. Women were the gatekeepers to the sexual marketplace. Women were the one who said no to men. And I think at any time in history, if women became easy, men would have fucked. I think that's the way that we're, we're programmed to work. I I think truthfully hormones. if you look not even hormones i think it can go base level you can be far more you can be far more brutal about it than hormones there's a large contingent of men out there who would be happy just to sleep with endless girls have endless kids with all of them and see them all a little bit and just be the g there's a bunch of men out there who would be happy to do that if you look at some societies on earth today that's basically what men do that's all but they want to do I, yeah they love the kid yeah but you know what the, this one that one this one that one that's that's baseline women were entrusted for the longest period of human period, for human history, to be the ones who said, no, I want a man of this virtue. I want a man who acts this way, and that's going to allow us to become a family. If women are not going to have any kind of standard, and also if women aren't going to act in a feminine good way, you talk about men going to the club and chasing other women. Most men who are doing that, their woman at home ain't worth shit. Most, they ain't got home to go home to. You talk about yeah, having one woman. Yeah, I'll have one woman if she's a good woman. You give me one of these fucking random chicks, and I come home, and the house is dirty. <laughs> Bro, I'm going, what the fuck? Like it, but this is the reality. There's roles to play, right? And these roles have to be played. But for you to sit and say, I know what you're saying, and there are some good men, and you get to a certain point in your life where you certainly give that crap up. It's not interesting anymore. But I think that the, the problem with 
when you're talking about promiscuity in these things, I don't think men are to blame. I think okay. men are just intrinsically lying to be that way. I think women should be saying no. Theoretically. To Let me ask you. Yeah. You're in a relationship. You're in love. She goes, hey, Mo, I want to go to Mykonos with a girl's trip. Do you let her go? Probably, yeah. Then we fundamentally disagree, my friend. I mean, we truly disagree. Look, on these if not, I'd, I'd, I'm saying I probably would. Like, I'm not gonna lie, I probably would let it happen. Would I want it to happen? Probably not. So why, if you don't want it to happen, why wouldn't you say you're my woman? I don't want this to happen. You're but it also, I think it just depends, like how far into the relationship. Of course, yeah, of course, course, of course. It's a serious relationship. Serious relationship. But I think in that case, like she would know where, where her boundaries are, what I would want from her, you know. So I'd say so just go with me. You're more of a master. Yeah. So just go with me, yeah. you know. In that point, but I'm saying if it's I'm dating someone for two months. I don't think I really have to say like, hey, we're one month in, like, don't go here. You know, like, obviously, I think the more serious it gets, like, if we're married, should just go with me anyways. Right? I know what you're saying, but you're, you're, uh, I, I agree with you, but you're hoping she knows those boundaries. No, no, but I think you're at that point, it'll, it. I think it'll be just like very sensible. Okay, I have a question. So obviously, I get what you mean about theoretically in this magical world, Andrew Tate has a wife, yeah. amazing wife, cooks, cleans, and keeps you excited enough. Yep. Like, Sexually, house, whatever, everything yep. in that sense. Don't you think you'd just be given that you wouldn't want to do anything with other women? Absolutely. So that's what I'm saying. There is a hope at a, at a certain age, but I don't. I don't think there's a 21 or 22 year old man on the planet you could find and give a good woman to, and he wouldn't be tempted by other women. I don't think that's intrinsic inside of man men. I, no, I, I understand that because they haven't possible. had enough experiences in life. Because they always look and say, "What if that? What if?" The that? only men I know who have truly settled down are the men who have had so many women that they're over it. There's also a large contingent of men who never have their I want to say one thing. You said about guys will always like naturally go to women, right? But this is something I've kind of spotted. You can correct me if I'm wrong. A lot of men, like not everyone, but I see they always like, I think people always want something new, something different, right? And a lot of men that have been with a lot of women just get bored of being with women. Have it's you not, seen that? It's not bored. I think it's a... T- you learn to appreciate what you so have at home yeah. more because you... Let me tell you what happens when you have a whole bunch of girlfriends long enough. It, I, I say this all the time. No, not in, not in podcasts. I think I've ever said this on a podcast, but I've said it certainly in private. I appreciate my Ferrari because I've driven a Toyota. That's why. You get to a point where you end up, if you have enough women and you have a good woman at home, you say, I know there's nothing out there I want. I've we done it. to buy a book of quotes, I swear. But, but, but it's true. It'll be if a you bestseller know, but, like him. But if, you, but if you don't, you don't know, right? So I'm yeah. telling you, the men who settle down are men who can come home and you go, you know what, I've been a piece of shit this week. And every single one of them, I don't want to talk to any of them girls again. That's that's the point you get to settle down. I want down. to say something like I'm. Yeah. I'm not saying it's me, but I'm saying I'm older than everyone here, and I've been around. I've done things I don't want to talk about when I was younger. Well, when you not alpha male, but in these industries, we we're kind of popping our own ways, you know. Yeah. Around there, you tough guy want to be. We thought we're everything, you know. We had street cred. Yeah. In those days, that was status. There was no social media, you know. And um, what it the thing is with all this, like you said, it's not even about love or disrespect, men. And I, my belief is built with them. You, I have other gyms. So it's like the barber shop. We speak to them. And I see. I see everything going on. Majority of men, even married, like alpha, you name it, plumber, whatever. They go to these massage. They do everything. They don't see us cheating. Men, it could be me with a wig, bashing one out for the guy. Yeah, like a woman looking like me, and he's like, yeah, he's closing his eyes. He pretends it's Pamela Anderson. He gets a fix and goes. I'm literally. It's that culture. Yeah. And I swear <laughs> to God, no. But without intent, they don't meet. For them, it's like a wank, and I don't want to be like cruel on it. Men are different. For a woman to cheat or do something, she has to be in love. A good, um, the average woman has to feel some kind of emotional attachment to a man to do something, anything physical. Yeah. Believe me, I don't know about. I'm not my only fans in this new generation of this fresh and fit chicks you see, but they will never do that. It's impossible. They have to f- have an attachment. They won't do it if they don't feel love. They won't go that physically. Men are different. Men, like, listen, I mean, imagine, imagine putting a camera in your room, 
filming yourself masturbate, you'll never do it again. Watch yourself go. <laughs> you'll never do it again. My mate told me, some, a priest, a, a scholar, like an imam, um, Muslim guy, he said to me, I said, it's masturbation haram, you know, like what he goes, of course it is. He goes, and number two, he goes, he goes, also, just record yourself doing it one day, you'll never do it again. And I just laugh my head off. Imagine, yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. Me, you're on this camera, me, big upper body, little legs, and going, yeah, like, yeah. And then you get the tissue, you've, it's embarrassing. But men are dumb like that. We are like, we are in that way. It's men. We don't mean by it. And it's like you said, through history, even Islamically, I'm not saying you're allowed, if you can look after them evenly, you can have four wives. But Why? Because God I, knows I think in, man, in a man's system, what is men always want to be But like also, the good thing you said the Islam part, I think it also says that, your, let's say if you want to have the second wife, your first wife should know about the second wife. Yeah. So there needs to be transparency. And that's what I was getting to with Andrew. I say, would you tell them? Well, yeah, I wouldn't come home and say, hey, just just been busy with this girl. But I don't. I also think that it's a fine line. So I can talk from personal experience in my past life. Obviously, I'm a new man now. But I think that women, I also truly believe that women intrinsically know when they're with, when they're with a guy of high enough value, they, they kind of get it. Where were you? Out. Okay. Love you. Love you too. They, they get yeah. it. They kind of, they ain't that dumb. They're not oh. that dumb. They may pretend to be dumb. It would be disrespectful for me to sit her down and go, okay, let me describe her tits. That's disrespectful, right? But there has to be yeah. a point where a lot of women, I can talk, especially in Romania, let's take, or Eastern Europe or Russia in general. I know guys from Russia and they're sitting with their wife and they're like to their wife, look, we got to talk business now. She's like, okay, no problem. See you tomorrow. Da, da, da. Yeah. She knows. She knows. They, they're they one's stupid. Everyone knows. Bro, I'm saying, like, I'm not sure it's racial or whatever. His woman or wife or girlfriend would expect he's gonna get DMs. He's gonna, they're in a spotlight and they're in shape and that you're gonna get. I don't want to say groupies, fans, girls, and temptation, and they're gonna expect also. They, she wouldn't be shocked if he was caught hugging a girl, touching a girl's hand. Even she'd be upset, slap, but she wouldn't be shocked. They're shocked at the, and I don't want to say these words. There's certain statuses. I think I believe in the alpha, beta, gamma kind of yeah. scenario in men too. I do, and I'm not dissing any. Everyone's got a role. My dad's not alpha. He's true, but he's not. There's different. There's differences. This alpha male fitness does just who trains, ex fighter, physically fit, outgoing, speaks them. So they're a different kind of man in the first place. So the guy, the woman who settles with him already is attracted to that kind of thing, but she knows the risk. That's why you always hear they settle for safe men. I hate that term, but you see a lot of the girls in college. You say, the remember the girls in college were the popular ones. You see them later on. They were just you're having a show. Look, look, I'm not. I'm just saying. But a guy you would never think they'd expect to be with. Why? And you speak to him and go, it's secure, because I know he'll never cheat like a guy Safe like you. Bet. Jordan Peterson uh, mentioned a quote on this where he was saying that women that pick a low status man are doing so for the safety. The fact that it's not volatile, it's like putting money in the S&P 500 rather yeah. than yeah. volatile stock. But then the chances of them cheating with a high status man for a one night affair, which would be out of that quota of being in love with them, is much higher. But you're talking about then the volatility of when you do go for a high status man, you can't have the best of both. Mm. And I think that is definitely a conversation to be had. And it, you need hierarchies in life. Again, Jordan Peterson put the lobsters in a box. There needs to be a pecking order, even in corporate structures there are. But it's crazy that even talking about it can make us seem like we're talking about bad things. Or no, and we're not, but you're completely right. There is a hierarchy and also you nailed it. I think a lot of women know what they're getting into with certain men. I could, uh, let me put it this way. I've never had a woman leave me for cheating. I've never been caught cheating and a woman leave me, ever. I'm not now, I've had her. Now I've had her go, I've had her go crazy. I've had her get upset. I've had her go mental but I've never had to walk out the door. To, to blow people's minds even further, I've had women who were engaged, left their partner for cheating, got with me, caught me cheating, stayed with me. 
There's, there's like pecking. There's, there's certain orders, and I'm saying that any woman who's going to get with a certain type of man may expect certain types of behaviors. They, they may not want to see it. They may not want to be publicly disrespected. They may not want all these things. But they might be kind of like, he was away for the weekend. I'll say one thing, and you might hate me for it, but it's also kind of similar to what you said. You know how you said like women obviously want to be with high value men, yeah. and I think if you're with a high value enough woman, yeah. either she would leave you, or should be so valuable that you wouldn't want to take the risk of losing her. Does that make sense? And I think like, as you said, if you have that woman that's like, oh, okay, like cooks for you, cleans for you, is keeping you very pleasured or whatever, and also like making your own money, crazy stuff. I think also, I see a bunch of women that play men because they're just so high valuable and these men are just coming running at them and then they get dumped and then she just goes off and she doesn't care. So I think definitely being a high value person is well, for me, the I'm attraction the most the most beautiful women on Instagram that you can possibly find. Yeah. Do you think they're fucking a guy who doesn't cheat on him or does cheat on him? I don't know. Well, I can tell you the answer, and it's gonna blow your mind. <laughs> I don't. Because I'll tell you who they're fucking. Look, because eighteen of them are all on one guy's boat. So and he, and they're all getting fucked. That's what's happening. 100%. So you sit here saying a high value woman but don't, don't do but it. I'm telling you, the highest value woman look for the highest value no, man. The ones you say, but the ones you're seeing on Instagram, they're like, okay, what's the I high value? It. Followers, no, like, I get it. they I really, none of them really but have money no, to be of honest. Course, of course, I know. But the point I'm trying to make is, just because a woman's objectively beautiful and let's say she's successful and she has money, etc., yeah. doesn't mean that she's gonna instantly walk out the door. But I'll be I, honest, those girls on Instagram, like, I see like every one million tick, one million. None of them are actually like that attractive to me at all. What this comes to as well, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, sure for you even no, like no, no, if you you know what I, I mean. I'm just saying, but I'm just trying to make the point. The yeah, point no, no, no. I agree with the high value. I, I think it comes down to more as a like uh, belief. For example, me in my childhood haram days, I never did the drugs, alcohol. My my fix was women. Like yeah. I'm a natural man. Like horny every day. You know the old saying: if you wake up, if you don't wake up in the morning glory, your testosterone's low. Mine was yeah. not pissing up there. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> like what's going on, mum? You know, like I don't yeah. know, but. God, like I live by Islam now, you know. So I really like. I've no, always, I, always, I, I, I practice my religion. Men have their yeah. role. Women have their role. No, but I think also we can't also be animals in society. Yeah. I believe there's a system, and that's why it comes to religion. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not pushing an agenda here, but being a Muslim gives me that agenda. Like I, my th- motivation for life is my kids. So when I see my daughters, I feel it's a duty for me to have a certain. I c- they've got to be proud of me. I can't even if I had some inclination, want to do something. I would never want to lose their respect. Yeah. So for me, if I did it, I'd be open and say, I want to have a second wife or this. Yeah. I, that's me. I want yeah. my daughters to find out and lose that respect. For me, I'm the first and man that, and the last man to respect. Saying. That's something that I really think. So let me ask you a question, Mo. I got, I got a good question yeah. for you. Because I think the way to simplify this argument, because it's a detailed one, it's a nuanced one. The way to simplify it is this. I think men who are loyal want to be, which is fine. I'm yeah. not telling men not to be loyal. Yeah. If they want to be loyal, be loyal, right? I think that obviously there's religious implications, like Tam said, and there's there's certain moral codes people live by that will make them want to be loyal, right? But let's imagine religion's not in the case, and let's imagine that you have a woman who's going to stay with you no matter what. She loves you, she's yours, she's going to stay with you no matter what. And you could sleep with someone else if you wanted to, and she wouldn't even give a shit. Are you telling me for the rest of your human life you wouldn't fuck anyone else ever? I couldn't answer that. I have yet to... I would argue the fact, but my basic argument... But I, no, I think if obviously... Look, I, as I said, I, to be honest... I think if the person can keep you excited long enough, but I think that's probably impossible. No, it's not. It's not about that. My argument is, if you were to get every single man and be completely honest with him, yeah. and he being honest with you and say, "Listen, this is your wife. She ain't gonna leave you. She ain't gonna get upset. Yeah. She's gonna stay with you no matter what. Don't worry about that side of it. Do and you're out with the boys, and you're gonna be with this woman for the next for the rest of your life no matter what. And there's all these hot girls around. Are you gonna be loyal forever? The answer, every single yes. man, if he's honest, is. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna end up chasing one of these chicks. You know, that's the honest honest answer. A lot of people watching this are gonna think you're a piece of shit for what you've just said, but your honesty needs to be appreciated for your the integrity. No, I get it. I'm not lying. Like no, yeah, like okay, theoretically in that situation, I'm pretty pretty sure even if someone like me said no right now, then if that is the whole truth, it's like telling someone, oh, for example, you ask them a really like dumb question, would you? Would you punch your mom for a billion dollars? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you going to say? Would I punch my mom for a billion dollars? Everyone's going to say no. Yeah. Because that's not a real thing that's going to happen. No one's going to come give you a billion dollars to do that anyways. I understand. So yeah. obviously, in that situation, I get it. I'm probably going to say no right now because that's never going to be an option for me. But, but are, the but truth, like the underlying the wo- truth. There are, cer- there are certain men in the world. That have that option. That have that option. Who can get Maybe. a woman who's never going to leave them because there's nowhere else to go. Yeah. And they only want to go up. And you're at the tip, tip, top. And they're never going to leave. Yeah. And they're going to go, I'll well, say, realistically, the question is. You probably would, yeah. Like I mean, it comes down to what I said again. When they settle with certain guys, they're married. They know what comes with the baggage. Yeah. They know specifically what comes when a woman gets with Mike Tyson or yeah, of course they what, know these guys. Oh, one of these rappers or Drake. They know. So yeah. that's part of the game. They're not gonna go. Oh, he did that. Everyone will be like, "What do you mean?" Like then f- girlfriends will laugh. So what well, that is that's his point. They know, and these kind of guys, that's their life. You wanna yeah. be a part of that? You've got to understand this yeah, baggage will comes. He might travel for four months. He might say this. He, you know, that's part of the game. If you so, buy a Nissan, you buy it for reliability. And if you yeah, buy a McLaren, yeah. you buy it for speed. You do not buy a McLaren and then be offended and upset that it doesn't want to start. No. That's just, the game. And you tell you, you're a very successful person because you make good decisions, right? There's, there's I, no I, other. I agree, yeah. Whether it's fighting, whether it's whatever, there's a part of me inside that hopes that in the future, you maybe go against your word and there's one woman, you know, the Wahid. Does that mean the one? I think there will be. We I think there will let's be. See, let's see. But we even don't if there, we even don't if know. there was. No, the point is, this, this is very important for everyone watching at home. If I had one woman I was completely in love with, if I had children, if I had a happy marriage, the last thing I would do is advertise it to the feral psychopaths on the internet. Yeah. So I want everyone to understand here that I could be married right now with children, <laughs> and I would never, ever sit here on the internet and say it. I will also understand that I'm a certain age. But I'm telling you now, and I will say this as an objective fact, if you take a 23-year-old who's completely in love with this woman, but she ain't going to leave, and he's in Ibiza with his boys for a week, and he's surrounded by girls, we all know what he's going to fucking do. Anyone, who, anyone who pretends he won't is a liar. Yeah, I, think a liar. I think at that point they haven't experienced life enough, so they, they're going to want to. You, you can be 60 and you can experience You still do it. Our dads would do it, bro. Yeah. Let's not lie. And if you also know the true baseline, you know, I, I, talk, I used to talk about this a lot. I don't talk about it anymore. But I talk about how I, I used to run a webcam business, right? Yeah. So a bunch of girls work for me. People go, well, how do you know this? I sat for five years making millions of dollars watching married men send millions of dollars to, to single young Ukrainian chicks. Every man who's married, every man who's loyal, very few are as loyal as you believe. I'm telling you, you get the loyal men of earth, a few are, 2%, 3%, 97% are either wishing they could do something and can't, or trying to do something and they can't, or doing something. What was That's the, the harsh reality. Ashley, was it Ashley Madison? There was a website for married people that wanted to hook up. So if the thing was in America, I might have butchered the name. So you went on there and you knew that it would be kind of low key because you're married and they're married. So then they'd go on dates where they would sit in the corner and they would kind of scoot off together because neither of them could get caught. They both had skin in the game. Yeah. I think Anonymous hacked them and leaked yeah, their yeah, names yeah, yeah. to everyone. Yeah. So like the fact, and it was kind of disgusting at the time that, you know, we have this narrative of, of family life. And again, my mom and dad are each other's first girlfriend and boyfriend. They're still together now. So like when I see that- part Now that's beautiful, but that's gone. That's the point. I, that so, I agree. Big reason that, for that. Like we said earlier, that your mother, these queens, and my wife's queen, and my daughters will be queens. But it comes from you have to have our way of thinking, this society. You have to have that kind of strong leadership in the house. Otherwise, that's gone. That that generation, unfortunately, I see it. I it's feel gone. sorry for the young guys, and I feel sorry for the young women. 
it's gone. They can't find partners because everyone's out there for a benefit yeah. or a social media post. Now, for the people who are going to be offended by all the things I said and see, say I'm horrible, right? Because I understand that some of the yeah. things I said are going to be offensive to others. You also have to understand what you just said about first first woman, first man together forever. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's the ideal scenario, but it's gone. The reason your mother was probably such a fantastic partner to your father is because she respected her dad, and then she got passed to your father, and then she respected your father, and they're together, right? There was masculine role models. All that's vanished. So when people sit and say, when I say things like, yeah, a man can have different girls, or we can have different girlfriends, etc., and people say, oh, you're misogynistic. I'm giving the best advice I possibly know to men, because I'm telling you, if you're a man out here who's not going to mess around with girls, not get any experience with women, not get experience with how they work, find one girl and instantly fall in love with her, guess what's going to happen? You're going to get fucking wrecked. You are. The man who just meets a chick, has no experience with girls, isn't really good at getting new ones, da -da. they're the ones who end up sitting lonely at 42, divorced by them fucking selves. Every single one of them. The only chance you have as a man now is being versed enough in the game and having enough experience with women to not get played. These women are sharks, G. You gotta be careful. I'm saying these things. Oh, he's right. You, know, you can't be a man with no experience out here and just meeting your first chick and falling in love. Because 99% of the time, it's gonna go wrong for the man. How was your it first? Is. How was your first love? I feel like you got your heart broken. You said that right once. No, everyone's had their heart broken. It's not about yeah, that. Yeah, no, definitely. Everyone's, everyone's had their heart broken, bro. It's yeah, not, definitely. It's not about that. I'm saying that. When, when men come along and ask for relationship advice to me, no. I'm like, and you have, if you want to be good at something, you need experience. No. BJJ, driving, keeping a woman happy. The men, who, I can keep a woman happier than anyone because I've had a bunch of women. If I didn't have a bunch of women, I don't think I'd keep a woman happy the same. I really don't believe that. If you even asked, I, I'll, I'll argue something else. I don't know if it's true or not. If you ask a man if he wants a virgin, he'll say yes. If you ask a woman if she wants a virgin man, no. She'll be like, no. I, I ask her, would she? Honestly, in the West, I think you're right. She wouldn't want a virgin man. Uh, they no, want men with experience. They want older men. So you to, if you're going to be a He's man right. and say, for the sake of love, I want to forgo all of my own experiences and be less competent in the battlefield, that's fine. But I'm telling you that you're putting yourself at risk. I think the best chance a man has now in the Western world is to date, have a bunch of girls, date a bunch of girls, meet a bunch of girls, find the best one he can, and then perhaps settle down. But to sit and say, oh, I've met one now, I'm going to stop the game, da -da -da, you're going to get in trouble. That's why all these men end up I in trouble. Like I said, let's like say a lot of truths are coming to fruition here. What is your strategy? So let's say all of us here, we, we want love. We want to provide a structure for family. Ultimately, we want to sacrifice our lives in some respect for kids. Yep. We're all hyper-competitive males who, who put full attention into it. You've done a lot in your life. I'm sure that when you have kids, you're going to be like, these are going to be, these are the next top Gs, right? Yep. So <laughs> what kind of advice can you give? Because a lot of what you're saying, albeit I agree with a lot and disagreeing with a little bit of it, what positive note can we give to people? Because if they do get the freedom of truth, how can we put that into a positive tone? Yeah, absolutely. And the positive tone is completely to fall in love and have children and, 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 and have, raise a stable family. That is the positive tone. I'm saying that it's a very dangerous battlefield now when you were saying, I feel sorry for the young people. So do I. It's hard now. Imagine being 15 with social medias and these kind of things. It's nuts. Imagine being a 19-year-old boy now. Every 19-year-old girl you're in love with is on Instagram dating 40-year-old billionaires. It's crazy. And I'm saying that a lot of the men, who, right. a lot of the men who are the most heartbroken, who are most upset, people, people underestimate how important your relationship between a man and a woman is in the masculine life. I can tell you right now, you can give a man everything, but if he's arguing with his chick, he's fuck, his head's fucked. His yeah. head's fucked. It doesn't matter. It's so important. And I'm saying the best chance you have to negate these things 
is experience with women. You need a degree of experience as a man. Women innately want it. You see a woman who's unhappy with her boyfriend because he's simping or he's acting stupid or he always oh, just chases me around. Women will tell you themselves, he uh, he's boring, it's he's not, this. Yeah. It's true. You need to get to the point where you have enough abundance and you've been about the game long enough that you can say, that's a shit test, she's playing games, goodbye. You have to. And I'm saying the only way you can do that is with experience and abundance. So as a man, you need to do your thing, get to a point where you meet the one and settle down. But to sit and say that, that period where you do your thing isn't necessary. I completely disagree with that. I think you're gonna end up wrecked if you don't do it. That I understand you're, in, you're talking about in the Western side. For me, I think religion. You have to, you have to, if you're both God fearing and you live by a certain system of life. If you truly both live by, for example, like Islam and respect God, the marriage is happy also yeah. because you know there's boundaries. She cannot say certain thing. I can't say certain thing. I can't do a certain thing. You understand? For me. I'll agree with that. If I, but as a Muslim, I, for me, it's all about I, resp I. The only reason I don't do things because it's haram. Otherwise, yeah. bro, if it wasn't haram, if it wasn't haram to murder, I'd murder everyone. Yeah, yeah. It's God what pushes me in my. No, no one else can tell me what to do. I, th I think what Andrew's saying is, I think he says, okay, what, what you're trying to say is, ideally, yeah, if you fall in love, first love, you're both loyal, you're both happy, great. That's the ideal situation. I think the advice he's saying is the most realistic advice, mm. but it is also like can be taken wrong because it's like you know you know what I mean but that's the most realistic thing that works I have to give works. him more ammo for his impressions of me yeah <laughs> so yeah. put on the bald cap yeah be, exactly Bugatti that's what risk but the thing is like ultimately a lot of people say shit about you but I think the most important thing is what is your motive and that's that's a really hard question for people that hate you to respect because you want better relationships people you want people to be happier ultimately people don't realise that a lot of what you're saying is a cheat code to success because you're not going to lie to someone that's getting into business go, oh, mate, it's easy. You know, it's going to be oh. fucking, you set up your business, loads of money is going to come in, you get yourself a sports car. You're saying to people, it's going to be shit, this is going to happen, this is the realistic outcome of it. Completely. And I'm telling you now that the men I know who have the best relationships with women now are men who had a bunch of women. And I'm not even, I don't want to talk from personal experience because I don't give my details away, right? But the men I know who have the best relationship with women now are men who had a bunch of women. There are men who have had a bunch of women to choose from in the first place, so they choose a good one. Because if you have low choices at the beginning, then it's already a bad start, right? Men who had enough abundance to hold frame throughout the relationship, they're the men who have the best relationships. I know men who have done everything right from head to toe, from beginning, day, from the absolute beginning, and guess what happened? And I know men who've done the opposite and it worked out pretty good. Now, I'm not saying that everyone should be degenerate. I'm against degeneracy. I understand that degeneracy, that families are what are the backbone of society. I believe a man has a role when he's in a family. I believe in the idea of a man and woman being together. I agree with all of that. But when someone watching this is 18 and we're sitting here saying, yeah, family, you know, find love, fall in love, that, and he meets some, some 18 year old and falls in love with her, the, the chance of them making it, unfortunately, and it is unfortunate because I wish they would, is in the, in the modern world with Instagram, with this, with everyone after his chick, yeah. when he's Joe Schmo and fucking I'm messaging her, it's over. <laughs> And I'm saying the best advice you can give the guy is when he gets his heart broken and he's truly destroyed is you need to become a man that women don't leave. So you but gotta you get know, in the gym also, and you gotta get more important and you gotta get more women and you just gotta become that guy. There's no I'm, other way to do it. Yeah, but I think what you're saying is right, but I think that's more of, they need that confidence, that alpha male in them. Because women, like you said, women, when they're with these kind of like sims or safety guys, when that guy's a pushover, they tend to also themselves draw away themselves. I've seen it. Yeah. I've seen girls say to me, yeah, but he, he doesn't care what I do. He doesn't even call me. They don't they like hate you. that. They don't like you. They want that alpha. They, they want that. It's inside. They want that guy. It's a sign of caring. Where are you? What are you doing? Not like being abusive. I'm saying, but you know, that territorial thing. Women love that too. It's in. It's innate in them. I'm telling you. So that's what you mean. I, I understand what you mean. That he t wants them to be confident. That alpha male where you know, 
then you deal when you're more of an alpha or a confident man you know how to take care of a woman you know how to act around her rather than go did you like that film yeah like you know like She's all right, yeah, okay, whatever. You need experience. But that guy comes up in the fiesta when I was young in school, the girls who were the hot chicks would be the guys in the college fiesta, 1.2 of the neon lights. Yeah, yeah. Prodigy. And you're like, uh, do, you, do you want to go to cinema? And she's like, no, I'm going with Dave. And he's like, yeah, mate. We're like, with his like, uh, thingy, cold carny jacket. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because he had a car. But it was like that then. Why? Because he was like the little jack of the lad. But when I started fighting, when I was like, then it was just like, they liked it because it's like the alpha, I say what to do. They... It's inbuilt in them, bro. It's inbuilt in a woman. In it's in science, in my opinion. It is. Religion's beautiful and it holds things together. And we're in Dubai, right? So we can talk about the religious aspects. But I'm telling you now, if you were to go to Los Angeles yeah. and be Mr. Nice Guy and have no experience with women, you don't stand a chance. That's the bottom line of it. Yeah, and so I may be coming across horrible. I may be coming across negative. I maybe get called a bunch of names. I'm just being hyper-realistic. And I'm telling you, if you're going to live in LA and your best chance of finding a woman who loves you is to have enough experience with women to, have, to find a good one yeah. and also know how to act to keep her in love with you. That's what I'm saying. If you think you're going to pull that off with your first chick ever, No, I get perhaps, it. What you're saying is like, it. imagine telling someone in business like, oh, first year, don't pay taxes. And everyone watching will be like, oh, you're so wrong. And oh my God. But you're saying like the most, because I, I saw an interview once you were just like, all right, if you want to open a business, don't care about the licenses and this and this. Just start it. Yeah. Once you start making money, then figure out the actual legal terms but you can't say that online you can't say I don't do did. it yeah. I mean you said it <laughs> yeah, yeah. but like I get cause, but that's what he's saying in the, the girl boy situation it's like well you can't say it but he's like well I can that's the realistic solution right yeah, the realistic so I solution, get it, you know? Yeah, the realistic solution, unfortunately, not even unfortunately, the realistic solution is experience for everything in life. Yeah. We, we're talking about men and women here, and I, we get dragged in these conversations, and I get attacked with it. But you can take the same thing and apply it to anything else, to driving yeah. a car, to BJJ, to anything. It's yeah. experience. The more experienced you are, the harder it's going to be for you to fall into a trap and get tricked. And, and another thing we have to talk about here that we have not talked about yet at this point, and it's going to end up, I know this interview is going to bite me, so I'm going to say this here. Most divorces are initiated by women. Men, more men, I would argue now that in, the, in your 40s and 50s, more men end up heartbroken and by themselves than women. I'd argue that women can replace their partner quicker. I'd argue they get over their man quicker because of unlimited options. If you're the average man and you're 41 or 42 or 48 or whatever, and you're a trucker, you have a little bit of money, you're the, whatever, you're an average dude. You got an average house, you got an average life, your chick leaves you. Who are you replacing her with? Yeah. Fucking nobody, my friend. True, nobody. True. You are lonely for eternity. She's out with God knows who. She, maybe the guys only pump her and disappear, but she's never going to be truly lonely like a man is. There's a reason these men are committing suicide. There's a reason these, there's a reason these men feel the way they do. And I'm telling you, these are the men who did everything right because they don't have any experience with women. They did everything right, perhaps, and they got wrecked at the end. Sometimes when you're playing a game, if you're playing chess, right, and you're sticking to the rules, if your partner decides to just start moving pieces at random, you're going to get wrecked. And, and women are emotional creatures, and in the modern world, they're convinced to be emotional. People don't understand the Western world is convincing females. It's all about you, babe. Your truth. It doesn't matter what he's ever done for you. Da -da. If you don't feel right, it's all about you. And they're, and they're destroying very good men who have done the right thing. And I'm saying the only combat to that is to have enough experience to either get another one so you don't end up lonely forever, or to see the signs of it coming. Or I'm saying if you're just going to be ignorant to it, it ain't going to work out well. I That's the reality. I understand his yeah. angle totally. No, I, get, I hate this. So but what like, I want to say is one thing, and we spoke about this in the car, but I want to do this on the podcast. Look, you're successful martial art. We say martial art. Like, well done. You've got the women. Do you not ever get bored? Like, you've got women. You've got cars. Yeah private jets people do that you don't even do the instagram pics like you know everyone's in first class private jets you know we hang out i know exactly you've got the watches everything you got the status now as well yep. celebrity status not just your rich you have everything and then you see a lot of these celebs like god like bless them like uh, in excess i think or uh 
Robin Williams, people who have the same, but they end up killing themselves. Yeah. I know what the reason, but do you not feel like, are you content? I mean, now, I'm, inshallah, hopefully you are because of recent uh, yeah. introductions to uh, yourself and God, but I mean, what is your life? Uh, what, where's the fun? That's a good question. And I will start by saying, because it ties into the conversation we just, have, it, we just had, women as a whole are something that I don't find interesting anymore. So I'm arguing this point because I'm arguing for the young people at home. I want to make it clear that the idea of me going, I'm rich, I want to go out and get girls, I'm long past that. And I'm long past that because I think a lot of men do it for the ego. A lot of men like having women around them for the status. But when you get to a point of status, when you realize they're the one getting the status and you're not getting anything, then it's no longer fun. When they're the one who's like, I'm with Tate, look, here's this guy, here's his house, and you're like, I don't even know what's your name. Like, it's, it's no longer fun because they're the ones gaining status and you're losing status because you got some random in your house. So I'm totally past chicks. That's, that, so I'm actually... I'm probably more loyal than you possibly believe. I only argue these points for the average man, a 22-year-old guy who had his heart broken. He's like, what should I do? He's like, we'll get a new girl. How? Get good with girls. What the fuck do you want me to say? But, um, but uh, yeah, in terms of content, I think so. I, th I think that, uh, obviously, God has kept life interesting with this Matrix attack. It was kind of easy to before then, but he's kept it interesting. But I do think that contentment comes from purpose, and I feel like I have a purpose. So yeah, I think I'm relatively overall happy. I, I don't, I, I'm not that interested in material possessions, although it looks like I am. I just buy them because I've made as yeah, well, no. right? You know? The way you drive your Bugatti, I can tell. I don't give a shit, right? I just have speed bumps. I said, like, as a taxi, I was like, <laughs> I've had some nice, I'm not lying. My kid's like, listen, you're not having food in here, I'll get the rust, I'm like OCD. Yeah. He's like, I'm like, well, this is a $5 million car, like, you know what I mean? I won't even drive it past 10,000 kilometers, like, I'll put a tracker, all right, let me sell it now. Yeah, yeah, and I was no. like, who does that? Yeah, I'm, 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 bro, I've wrecked it. But but I do think contentment comes from purpose. Um, so yeah, I would, I would say I, I'm a relatively happy person, but I get asked this question quite a few times, and the only way I can answer it is I don't measure my own emotional state. It doesn't cross my mind. I don't know how else to explain it. I, uh, I, happy or sad, I wake up with a very busy day and I have a lot to do. And I guarantee on the saddest day I could possibly have and the happiest day I possibly have, my work would get done. I don't, it doesn't cross my mind. I don't know how else to say it. On, on, outside of like a family death or something massive that's plaguing my brain, it, my, how I feel doesn't cross my mind. I don't know how else to explain I, I it. Think, I have things to do. I think we're always like, if you look back and say, were you richer when you were poorer or now? What would you say? Were you happier when you're poorer or now? I think that we are, I think that the good old days are constantly happening. I think in 10 years from now, this will be the good old days. Exactly. I think we're always that, living that's the good what old I was days. Say. It's, it's how you look back. I feel like we always forget the negatives. Like right now, we'll look back and say, oh, remember how fun that interview was and how good times were having. But then we won't remember like the bad stuff that happens this week and stuff. We just always remember the good. And I think the natural human brain learns to forget the pain. Or yeah, the bad to say content, everyone's is different. Like for me, have money, this, that. Me, it's just my kids. Like, I will. I have to be home when they finish school and go to bed. I don't care what's going on that day. These two things, unless I'm really busy or I've got some comments, I have to be there. Why? It's just me. This, this is my pleasure. I can't explain. Before kids, I was like, you know, I used to have my nephew, and I, since I've got kids, I forgot about him. You know, yeah, he yeah, was yeah. like, I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my sister, these <laughs> yeah. are mine. You know, like, yeah. it's just this kind of a thing. Like, but my contentness is seeing them happy, and my goal is to be successful enough to the point where I'm dead, where before I die, that they're, they're set. Yeah. It doesn't mean that's what, I just need to make sure they're set. If God forbid I'm not, but they've got enough values and thing. And that stems from religion. But what I wanna go back into is like, which has gone viral lately as we saw, and I wanna bring this up on the podcast, you've recently chosen to be a Muslim. Yeah. And I wanna say, what made you take that path? Because my, 
I'm not even nothing, but my face is partying everywhere and I wish I had a better outfit in that mosque because I'm on every news from Pakistan to Africa. Andrew Tate, Muslim prank with Tim Khan. My name's Tim now, like people are getting, I'm like, say the name right, Tom Khan, tag me on Instagram, you know, yeah. but like what made you to like, you've got everything and like to, to a lot of people saying, why would you want to be in a religion where there's certain boundaries? Why? Because you're living this life. A lot of Westerners will say, yeah. why would you be in Islam? Why? Like, what made you? Humans need boundaries. That's the first thing I'll start by saying. I'll, I'll say that I used to be an atheist. Uh, I like to believe that I found scientific proof for God. I think that there's an equal and opposite force. That was one of Newton's laws. And when you understand the evil that exists in the world today, there must be an opposite force to the evil, which has to be God. Uh, to sit around, to sit and say that the things that are happening in the world today aren't truly evil is ignorant. And once you understand they're truly evil and that people are doing them on purpose, not on accident, you understand that shaitan yeah. exists, the demons exist, which means God must exist. So then you have to find the religion which I believe you feel the most affinity to. Truthfully, I think Islam is almost the only religion on the planet. I, I look at other religions now and they don't have any red lines. They don't have any non-tolerance. If you're gonna sit there and be tolerant of absolutely everything, then you stand for nothing. Yeah. So how can you be a religion? But the, the whole point of religion, exactly what you said, there are certain things you cannot do. If you're gonna have a religion and say, well, you can do whatever you want, then you don't have a belief yeah, system. Yeah, yeah. So it's almost like people say, why did you choose these, uh, the Muslim religion? I sit and say, name another one. Name another religion where, where you actually are sticking to guidance and adherence to certain rules to show respect to God. Name one, and you can't, which means it must be the only one, which means it's the, it's the right one. So to me, it's pretty simple. Like, uh, I don't think it has any, I don't think there's any competition or alternative to it. And I've always felt an affinity for it. I've always been talking on podcasts about how much I respect it. Mm. Like, and, and if you're going to be religious, you're going you're gonna to choose the path you respect. I don't think there's any other choice. I see people say they're Christian all days long, and I say, what does that mean? Because I can, I can name drag queens who are Christian. I can name, <laughs> like, what, no, but what, is, what does it mean? No, but I understand your but point what does it mean? Yeah. It doesn't mean anything. And there has to be a degree. I mean, I'm attacked all the time, and I used, I get it. But there has to be a degree of intolerance inside of a rule set. That's what the rule set means. If a football game, offside rule is intolerance. There has to be intolerance inside of any set of rules. If you're going to come along and say we have absolutely zero intolerance and we're tolerant of everything, then you have no rules. And then society degrades. So everything we were talking earlier about man, women, family, how all of the problems, all of the degenerate behaviors I'm advertising so men can protect their mental state instead of falling in love and ending up suicidal by some woman who leaves them and cheats on them, all of that can be prevented with a rule set. But it's only Islam that can do that. You can't go to a church and go, I've met a Christian girl, don't worry, it's in the bag. Good luck, friend. We know what's gonna happen. We know what's gonna happen. So I don't think there's any, I don't think there's any competition. It has to be the truth. It has to be the truth. Mashallah. Yeah, mashallah, honestly, and I'm not, do you get good Christians like we know. You get of course, you get good people of all Christians kinds, of course. All kinds, even Jews, like in you get these traditional Christians, which I respect, who are also, can't practice their own religion because Christianity is, is it, like you said, it's evolving to the point where it's fit in society, where Islam will never do that. We spoke once and I said, you could give me a billion, $10 billion to say, denounce Islam, I wouldn't do it. And I mean it, you could put the cash straight in front of me. You could never make me do that. You could do that with anyone else. Religion should shape society. Society shouldn't shape religion. And, and that's it, what's happened. Yeah, like James, I'm not sure how many times you've been here. You could, we could literally go to the beach now, sit somewhere, all our phones, these watches, you know, Leave yeah. the car engine running and just leave. Come back in three hours, it's there. Only thing that maybe the battery dies. Literally, yeah. no one will touch it because it stems from Islamic law. And I think like uh, when we were talking, I think, uh, and I know I, a lot of stick and as well support went viral saying he's doing it for clout, he's not. And I can truly say 
I know him for a long time, and we speak of different things. It was purely his decision, purely to go in that mosque that day. It was just spiritual. It was UFC. We had about fifty people waiting for us in the restaurant. We just went to pray, and it was just, it was just this kind of relaxation. I saw his eyes; he felt good, yeah. and it was good to see because he has a lot. He can't even be out once he leaves this door. He has to put this face on. He doesn't have to, but ah, picture you stop with one hundred stop, any mistake, he could do this from a long angle. Looks like he's punching a woman. Mm. He, he's in that kind of like uh, world now, and I think he's got a lot of responsibility also because now the Muslim world is very as well judgmental. Unfortunately, yeah. it's beautiful religion, but the people don't judge by the. But that's 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 what he likes about it because there is boundaries. Well, there is boundaries, but also I I think that the the bottom line of it all is James said it earlier. Hedonism and pleasure, etc., is a black hole. And if you don't have any self-enforced boundaries or boundaries from a higher power, you will never fill that black hole. I've never been a degenerate person. I've never been degenerate when it comes to fornication. I've never been a gambler. I've never tried a single drug in my life. I've never tried steroids. I've never smoked a buff of weed. Nothing. I've never been a degenerate guy. A bit of vodka, some cigars, and work and, and really hard work. That's fine. But I'm saying that the people who try and find happiness through endless hedonism, it's, it's a black hole. And the, the, the truth to happiness is to come along and find some rule sets that you respect and agree and say, no, I don't do this, I don't do that. And you'll feel better doing that. And this is the reality of it. And this is how God gives you peace in, in your heart and in your mind. You don't look at five palm and want to go. You no, just don't want to go. It. And it's so much better. You know five the only, palm. you know the five palm are gonna put a like, lawsuit on me. Sorry, I love no. five palm. Yeah, you yeah. Know, there's, there's not many people in your life through probably the last 10 years that say no to you. And you see people, you know, I love Conor McGregor, right? Yeah. But I feel like he hasn't got enough people around him to say no. And I feel like sometimes Islam and religion, you put a higher power, you have someone there that for the rest of your life, no matter, you could triple your net worth, tenfold, whatever, you could increase everything. I think it's such a beautiful thing to have something above you that is the real rule maker. You know the only thing better than having everything you want? Not wanting things. I'm telling you, you get more peace in your heart from not wanting something than having as much as what you want of it. I'm telling you. If you were to ask a man right now, if we could cure ourselves and cure our hearts, if you were to say, let's talk about women because we talked about it a bunch, right? If you could give a man to have any woman he wants and he's running around having every girl he wants all day long, da, 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 there's still going to be stress. He's still going to be in, in and out of hotel rooms. He's still going to be driving in traffic, all this garbage. If you could make him click and not want him anymore, that's where the peace is. The peace is not having everything you want. The peace is not wanting things. Well, that's well, the I truth. I think is comes down to what is the purpose of life like if i was to ask you what is the purpose of life or your purpose what's the purpose of humans what would you say to enjoy it just to I feel like the me without being too pessimistic i feel like when this fucking organic rock flying through the universe like the, the human existence is a statistic from the big, big bang is a even a blink of an eye is too generous and i'm like fuck me let's just enjoy it because some people believe that Myself, I'm not quite atheist. I've done magic mushrooms and now I'm like, there's something. You know, there's, there was eternal blackness before life. There is a risk there'll be eternal blackness after life. So I wanna make sure that my time on the planet, I, I make the most. And do you know what? We probably could all say this honestly, which is such a beautiful thing is, I would not trade my life with anyone else's. And I think that is the biggest blessing that I could ever have in life. I agree with you. And now that I am religious, I can't wait till I start doing podcasts with atheists because I was the number one atheist. I was Mr. Atheist. And now I realize that I was completely wrong. Do you think part of that 100% is- 100% No, but wrong. for me, and, uh, and I'm gonna no. be like the one, wah, 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 I believe, I understand what you're saying as well, but then you gotta define what's happy. For everyone else has got a different kind of being happy. Then it's limitless in a way. We'll all be just like, it'll be a wild zoo. I believe we're not, we're too perfect of a creation. The blink of an eye, science can't reenact to be a big bang. I think there's a purpose. Why are we sitting here? Why are these humans, these 
look how we are. We've made this, the power, the, the way, if the sun moved a few inches this way, we'd all burn. It went this way, everything's so perfect. The veins, the human eye, bro, like things you forget, the nose, the smell. There's a purpose for everything. I, I truly believe there's a purpose why we're on this earth. And that's how I'm saying too, but I believe there's a thing like, we have mums, if your mum says to me, get me this, that, you run it, you go out of your way for her, because yeah. she gave you birth, yeah. she created you. I believe there's something out there, whatever you want to call it, I believe is Allah the creator. Yeah. We're, we're put on this earth to satisfy them in every way we can, to just show our, at least respect, live by their rules, but also spread the message and do something in that way. That's what I believe, because I believe we're too diverse and too perfect of a creation to be just here to pay bills, die, all this. There's yeah. a reason, and I believe the reason is, like and people laugh. I believe he became Muslim as well. He's got a huge, I think the whole Muslim world now, he's at this point where he could be like an ex-Khabib Muhammad Ali and you'll laugh, but I'm telling you, you'll hear this sound bite one day. People are gonna see him. He could change a lot of lives now because there's a lot of Muslim kids who are like, you know, people in the shallows never had a role model too. Yeah. In society. What about you, your religion? I'm Muslim, and I was gonna say, do you think like even when you became Muslim, do you think a reason was maybe you're going through like a tough time and you no. like good things suddenly came and you just felt there has to be something for it? No, I don't. I don't think so. And and even at the height of my tough times, I, I'm not here to brag or act arrogant on camera. Yeah. Right. One of my advantages in life is my mental rigidity. I've always been that guy. So yeah. even at the height of the mass matrix attack, which we haven't even talked about at its full extent, yeah, I've always been pretty good under pressure. That's how I've been. So I certainly wasn't under pressure and looking for a, you know, a way to feel better. It wasn't like that. I just truly respect and understand that God is real. And yeah. I truly respect and understand that of, with my own eyes, what I've observed, the truest way to show respect to God is through, to, with, to God is through Islam. It's the, it's the only thing I've seen that I truly respect. And, and it, I means that the religion as a whole has to be the truth. I can't worship something I don't respect. I can't be called something I don't respect. I don't know how else to explain it. But, but it's... It's, it's interesting, and he's atheistic, and I, I'd love to talk to atheists because I, I used to be the number one atheist, right? I used to believe that. Uh, what, what changed that? What changed it is, number one, observing all the evil in the world. Yeah. I don't think many people are perspicacious enough to, and pay enough attention in, and genuinely understand how evil the world can be and how evil it is. Yeah. We hear about crime. We hear about certain things. But there are truly heinous things that happen on the planet every single day. Children get, getting murdered, people getting sick for no reason. Like all of this genuine bad things are happening in the world, as well as the fact that I truly believe the agendas in charge of the world are, are genuinely evil. And there cannot be any equal, there cannot be a force without an equal and opposite force. That's Newton's third law, right? It's, yeah. if, you, if I push against you, there's an equal and opposite force. So if there's true evil, if you see Satan, if Satan appears in front of you, you're going to believe in God, right? Yeah. And that's what happened for me. That's the first thing. The second thing is, I think when you have negative experiences, and I'm talking about truly negative experiences, I've had a few where you come close to losing your life, or you meet other people who come close to losing their lives, nobody's an atheist at the end, my friend. He yeah. will not be an atheist if he gets stabbed and he's about to die. And he'll be praying to God like you've never seen. Yeah. Atheists, stop being atheists quickly when the game gets real. So all of us innately understand in God. The most atheist man alive will pray if he really needs help. So I think we all innately understand God. God's certainly real. Uh, God has, like Tam said, giving us innate understandings of what's right and what's wrong. And also, if we're going to talk about happiness, as James said, we're here to be happy and we're here to enjoy ourselves. It's through God that you're happy and enjoy yourself. Yeah. It's not through that black hole of hedonism. It's not through endless pussy and supercars and, and, and booze. And it's not those things. You can find any man who goes down that hole and tell me, are they happy? The answer is no. Who's the man who's happiest? The man who's praying. Yeah, because I think if you put your happiness in everything that's here, 
eventually you probably have it then you realize that's not ultimate happiness you need to have faith in something beyond what's here completely and then that's why i say like even that's why i asked why you convert because i'm a, like i'm a muslim yeah right now i'm not going to say i'm the best practicing muslim yeah um but it was through my toughest times where i chose to do good things and i was like subconsciously said what's what's the most honest thing to do like it was through like just a ton of bad friends just yeah. just bad environments that happened and i was going through a very dark time right yeah and I just told myself, just do the right thing. It's hard, you know, because you, if you do the wrong thing, you get instant satisfaction. Completely. Right? And it's like, well, if I just go and just act snaky like these people and just start manipulating, I was like, you know what? It's okay. Lose these friends. Lose these people around you. Just trust the process. And eventually, I got so much good out of it. And I was like, and that's kind of like what made me a lot more like faithful. I was like, okay, if you do good, it's hard sometimes, but long term. It's delayed, I mean, it's delayed gratification. Exactly, you know? You can eat the cake now and you're happy you had the cake, but if you want to be in fantastic shape, you have to go without the cake and look better later. And you're right, God is very giving. And I think that I don't know anybody who did the right things and was good to people and showed people respect, even if it was hard at the time, yeah. who didn't eventually get rewarded for it. If you're doing good things to get good things, then that's not because you're trying to be good. Correct. So I, I don't want people watching this and saying, oh my God, Mo and Andrew said if you do good things, good things will come. They probably won't. And a lot of times it comes so delayed and you'd only ever really get the good result if you purely did it as, you know what, I'm just going to take the good decision. If the good comes or doesn't, that's my decision. I, I, I want to argue the God point a bit more for all the atheists who are watching. And I would say that if you remove God from society completely, if you click your fingers and he's gone and in most of the world where there's religion, and if you completely remove religion from earth, you'll see the devil appear pretty quickly. You'll, you'll see mass breakdown of society. Yeah. You'll see crime. You'll see rape. You'll see murder. You'll see theft. And then you'll understand that God is a real force. Even if you want to argue against God, even just the idea of God in and of himself, if enough people believe in the idea of a God and it makes them act righteously, then the idea is a real thing. You, like, we don't even have to talk about it in the pure man in the sky. You know, We don't have to talk about it in that way. I'm saying that the idea of God is a real idea that keeps society functioning, so God must exist to some degree, even as a, even as a concept. Yeah. And when you remove when you remove God from society, the devil appears. And there's very few countries on earth now that you can say are non-religious, which aren't just completely and utterly degenerating. People in America say, oh, yeah, I'm not religious. You, you're religious to the woke agenda. You're religious to liberalism. Like these people, everyone needs something to believe in. Yeah. The people who are the most intolerant, the most hateful. Thanks, bro. The most intolerant, the most hateful, the ones who tried to cancel me for having a different opinion, the most nasty negative people on earth. Are the, are the atheists who believe in a new agenda. They believe in woke agenda. They have a new religion. Everybody believes in something. And if you believe in God, you have a, you have a firm framework which has been tested throughout time. We, another thing about the whole modern world, we talk, whether this is about the way men and women interact, whether it's the way about men going to bathrooms, whatever it is, the religious doctrines, what's great about them is they've existed long enough for us to test them. We see what happens to society when they're adhered to. These, all this new think, this brand new think is untested. When they sit and say, you shouldn't discipline children, that's bad. We did a psychological study and if you discipline children, it's bad for them. I argue, well, we built the pyramids and went to the moon and built the modern world with disciplined kids. Now you're sitting saying that that's somehow wrong. Well, how do you know what's going to happen when you let kids do whatever the fuck they want? Because I don't know if it's going to be a good thing. This is all new think garbage. We know where religion takes us, right? This new think and we're just going to go and agree with this, all this other new crap. I don't think it's going to end well. Uh, like, how you, because you already, I don't know you well, but you can see how you act and how you portray and carry yourself as well. You're well raised. But everything, like we're saying, rules and what we say, everything has come stemmed from Judeo-Christian values. 
than Quran. From you don't know what like people say. What's being good? Where do we know giving charity, giving a smile, crossing a, uh, over the road with a lady? This all stems from religion. Otherwise, if you go back to the cavemen, what if you want to say days, it'll be literally pillage that whole village, take what's mine. The strong man survives. We'll just kill each other. Okay, you've got a million dollars, you've got millions. I'm going to try and kill you. He's going to kill me. Take your sister. Take your Unfortunately, that was life. That would have been bury kid, uh, girls alive. Why? Because uh, they're not strong. The baby's feet are. He weighed five pounds. Boom. Like Spartans or whatever. Three on the movie. The, the rule set came from Judaism, Christianity. It's like all these values. On the way, like he said, they were tampered with. They kind of sold out to the system where they were afraid. They couldn't. They had to adapt. Where instead of saying, no, this is our rules. We believe this is not allowed. This is not allowed. And they felt like he said, that's why he chose Islam. But without religion or God, and obviously, I believe for a fact, God exists in the creator, bringing these messages to prophets and messengers, we wouldn't even know what good and bad is. You would not know. Do you know yeah. what's crazy as well? If we look at, say, like you say there correctly about, we look at history. I think a lot of the woke movement at the moment are so ignorant to history that they think nowadays is really bad. Oh. They think, you know, misgendering someone or getting the pronoun wrong is bad. You're like, rewind a hundred years. And we were doing some really fucked up shit yeah, to each yeah, other. Yeah. And like you say, we can pick holes in religion. Anywhere we go, we can find 2% of people where we can, we can get there, even in fitness, right? Bring it out of context. I give a thousand people a plan, I'll get two of them who are gonna look fucking good at the end of it. And I can make it seem like that's the whole plan. That's not the reality, same in religion. You get a billion people to convert to a religion, you're gonna find a small percentage of them and go, oh my God, but what about these guys and paint it badly? If you go back up far enough in history, and again, we need to remember that human beings are savages. We are primitive beings with primitive urges, with primitive minds. We have through society, religion, creating these beautiful rule sets even you know monogamy is a rule set to make us better and if we go back we can pick holes in religion and all of this but if you go back far enough and see how far we've come we should be so appreciative of it and i was similar to you where i was atheist for a long time and i lived with a, a muslim for a few years and i realized that any of my thoughts towards his habits whatever it was was just purely through ignorance and when i said to him like you know about ramadan i was like so why are you doing this and i did it with him for uh, for the month and at the end of it I was so appreciative of food yeah. we'd go we'd sit there in Australia it's easier because they got the short days for Ramadan yeah. we'd go there 6pm easy and we'd be eating and we made such a big deal out of all of it and it was only through my 20s that I came to realise like you can be there and not believe in anything but even if there wasn't a God and you've got all these people adhering to this rule set and living that way of life we should be you know well, I certainly am. I'm in awe of it, and I think it's brilliant. Mm. But it's crazy that so many people are unappreciative of what that can do to society. It's, I think it's an education. I think it's a, like like Andrew says, a lot of these things stem to what he said. Matrix, call it want. There's an agenda to keep religion out of society. There is Christianity. They want that out. Why? Because they want to control you with other channels, other call it religion. I don't even call it religions. Other systems of belief where they have control of you, like become sheep. And like you're saying, religion gives you those values. Like two billion people, whoever, for example, you go to like Mecca, I went to, it's the holy place pilgrimage. And I can't explain it. There was hundreds of thousands of people. And when the Imam, like the priest pray, uh, started the prayer, it was like this. Yeah. Go to a football match, try and do a national anthem, you know? You'll always get someone's daughter or queen, you get someone, someone shouts something, you know? You can never get silence. School, someone laughs, someone farts. It was like that. Rich men, poor men, UFC fighters like Khabib was there at the time. Like you name it, you didn't couldn't tell a difference. Everyone had this white robe, everyone same bowing down to his. And and I went. It did, I've been Muslim my whole life, but when I left, I was like, 
wow, that, there's a power you cannot buy, teach. That's a true belief. That's, subhanAllah, we say that, that's amazing for me. And, and, and I'm not uh, someone to like preach because I've been more harmed than all of you because I've been more than Muslim and I acted in degenerate ways like you've not, I was, yeah? But at the point in my life where I'm so content where even if I was to die, I'm ready to go. I feel, and not a lot of people can say that, I don't feel like I'm ready to go. I feel like as a person, I behave well. Whoever knows me in life knows I will never steal money from them. That's one thing they'll say, he's rude, he's a prick, he's a bit arrogant. But you never hear a story, he could steal money off me or he's scamming thing because of my belief. So that's why, and I'm so truly believing in it that I think, I, I think to my extent I'm behaving well. I do good messages. I try to raise my family good. I'm good to everyone. I don't ask, I don't do things for another thing in favor. And oh, so I'm ready to go. And I think that's the beauty of having that belief. Where if I didn't have God, like God knows, like I, there'll be no limit to me. Honestly, for me there'll be no limit to what I do. Yeah, and that's why they want to destroy religion. They want to destroy. It's not just religion. They want to destroy absolutely all of our baseline morality in every way. Before you put something on a hard disk, you wipe it clean. And they're trying to wipe us clean as humans. They want us to have no baseline moralities, no baseline understandings of what right and wrong is, no baseline understandings of how we should act, no baseline instincts. The male instinct to become strong is a protective instinct. I want to be big and strong to protect the people I care about and love. They don't want us to have any of that. They're trying to destroy it or attack it or confuse us into believing that we're wrong for wanting it. We're wrong for wanting to be a big, strong man of resource. That makes you a bad person, Tam. How dare you want to be a big, strong man of resource? How dare you want to take care of the people you care about most? How dare you want to be able to stand up against three normal-sized men and say you're not going to touch any of the women I care about? That makes you bad. Yeah. When I sit here and say these things about women, they call me misogynistic. Every single one of them is taken out of context. They don't understand I'm talking about protecting and providing for women. When I say that I'm the one who would drive the car through the thunderstorm in the middle of the night on the rocky road, I'm not insulting women. I'm saying it's my responsibility to keep us safe. That's why I will take the risk. Yeah, yeah. They, they totally misunderstand it. They want to attack me and anybody else who has any kind of baseline morality because when they destroy that, your mind is empty for the slave programming. Then they can install the new program, whatever they decide it wants to be. If they want to wipe your mind and give you a new programming, do you think it's to make you happy, content, and individualistic or to make you a slave so they can be tyrannical? That's all they want to do. And religion and a few other things are in their way. Another thing that's truly in their way, we, we talked about this a lot. That's the only reason I'm going to come back to it. The beautiful interaction between man and woman is in their way. They, it's in the, the reason they're destroying this in real time is because if you have a man and he loves his wife and his wife is a good woman and they have a family home and he has children, he is ready to die on that porch. That's his house. That's his castle. That's his woman. This is why they try and fuck it up. This is why they want the woman to not listen to him, him to run around going, women don't listen. I may as well just act, run around with a bunch of hoes and destroy all of it because now he ain't going to die for nothing. Can you imagine, in UK, it's illegal to have another wife, but it's okay to commit adultery. It explains this point well. They want you to have these affairs. I think a man has another wife, you can go to jail. If a man, if, but if she cheats and you've got five kids, you've provided for her life, nothing happens. So yeah, of course, she'll still keep the kids. And a lot of men, I think that, like he says, he empowers men. We might not agree on the system or what he thinks, it's purely because of the way everyone's got their own system or ideas how they will do it. But what he's writing is he's given them this strong, strong empowerment. Why? Because these men work their ass off all day. No one sees their depression. Working job just to put that food on the table. And I'm not giving a stop. That's what their life is. When you have a wife and kids, their life's gone. It's to pay those bills, come home. And I've seen it. I've seen the wives, yeah, you're right. Here, there's your food. Maybe they don't cook for them. Kids, ah, they ignore them, get ruined. He's thinking. Then he goes back to that. Weekend, takes my drives, repeat, dies, mortgage is there. Finally, by the time he dies, he might have paid or not. That's depression, you know. He has that's he, he's put into that system. He's saying 
if that woman leaves him, he's fucked. Yeah. So he's got these debts, he's got these kids, kids don't wanna see him. What does he do? He doesn't know nothing else. He's been programmed to just do that, to provide for his family. And I can understand why men, when they have these divorces or their kids and their kids are taken away, there's a, it's a real situation. There's like a little, there's like a move where men don't even get an, a chance to see the kids if the woman says one thing. There's no investigation. Well, I'll it. say this now, I'll say this now. And yeah, it was haram, it was before my religious experience. I used to run the webcam business. And I will say this now, webcam girls have stopped more men committing suicide than any therapist. The number of men who used to go on these websites and pay these girls and say, my wife doesn't respect me, she left me, I don't get to see the kids, I'm in debt now, I have to pay her X amount of money, I, I'm 42, no woman wants me, I can't find anyone, you're the only person who remembers my birthday. It's the, the reality. You, are, you had a good website, bro. Ding. Well, the, Dave, it's your birthday today. <laughs> Let me I have a banana with my foot. I have a reminder set up. <laughs> But but Stop but wrong. it's the reality for so many men, and it, it's a truly cynical reality. And that's why when I give the answers I give about man being experienced, I know it seems cynical and degenerate, but that's the only answer I found. It's like, okay, well then you need to have a little bit about you. At least you know you're never going to be lonely forever, man. If you meet a woman at 17, you've been with her your whole life. How are you going to get in the dating scene at 40? Fucking bro, it's, it's over. It's over. The game's over. It's over. And and th that's the point I'm making. And religion fixes all these problems. The world can be a beautiful place with God's guidance. If you take God's guidance away, humans are not that good. Humans are truly, we said earlier about pecking orders, you're right. And religion also prevents a lot of that. I'm telling you now, I'm telling you now what happens in unchecked societies, whether you believe me or not. You go to a godless country. Let's say you go to Miami. I go to Miami. Instagram gives me my account back. We'll see. I get my blue check mark out. 95% of girlfriends and wives will come and meet me. 95% of them. And they'll sit there with me on a date, expect me to be a dumbass. Oops, I'm a genius, and I'm actually rich as, as I look like on Instagram. Oh, funnily enough, I'm not lying. That's that's it. It's game over. I can ruin men. I got to the point where I genuinely felt bad. I'd go and date a girl, and she'd be 10, and she'd be beautiful. And then and after like three four dates, we'd already slept together, whatever. She'd go, yeah, there's my ex. And I'd see the text, and I was like, I feel bad for these. You're, it's almost like shooting fish in a barrel, my friend. I felt right. bad for the men. That, that's a degree of morality most men never get to. Where I was like, I'm just, just I'm, I'm driving men to suicide running through these chicks. And that's what happens in a godless society. That's all that happens. It's a hierarchy. And there are men out there at a certain level of status and capability and money who can just take your chick. They can do whatever they want. Maybe they can't take her right away. Maybe she'll ignore the first message. Yeah. Maybe she'll ignore the second message. But then you'll start arguing with her. Then she'll like your pick back. Boom, yeah. bruv, I'm <laughs> telling you the game. I'm telling you. I've done it. And, and I'm saying you need God to prevent these things. So if you take away God from society, a lot of atheists who I talk to, they go, oh, I don't believe in God. I was like, you better, you're lucky God's real, my friend. Because if God wasn't real, little shits like you would be in a lot of trouble. Because <laughs> you don't stand a chance in, in violence. You don't stand a chance in the sexual market, mar marketplace. You don't stand a chance in any realm. You need God 100%. more than me. You're from a rugby background. Imagine those like Maui Samoans. If there was no God running through, you're made a six foot six. Like remember John Olomu? Yeah. Imagine him. He wants your girl, and you're just like a soft girl. No Imagine yeah. the guy was like what six foot six, twenty stone, ran hundred meters in ten seconds, muscular, fit. You know what I mean? He was like a specimen. That guy could have been a champion in any sport. Yeah. He could have. You spoke there about getting your account back on Instagram. So Elon Musk, he buys Twitter, yep. gives Donald Trump his page back, gives you his. You just wake up one day, you're like, well, cheers, Elon. Yeah. One, do you use it? Would you use it? Twitter probably, yeah. It's, it's, it's a play, I shouldn't be, I've got into it recently. It's the cesspit. 
Oh, suspect of society, yeah. And sometimes I actually like getting riled up and triggered and I love nibbling and biting, but then sometimes I'm not present with the people I really care about. I'm like, wait a minute, one minute, babe. You know, um, Notification. Yeah, one, one minute, babe. Yeah, it's a Nuzret state. Get, keep it back. I'm, I'm, I'm in a pretty good argument here. But then I do see this turning because Elon's officially got it now. He yeah. did that video of taking the sink. Taking a sink inside. Yeah. Let that sink in. Like, uh, I'm, I hope on the horizon there is... Uh, an overcompensation of all this cancellation and all of this and I do think that you know I do hope that people start getting their accounts back I think that it would be good and you know maybe one more chance it would be views need to be challenged including my own right my only concern my I only have two concerns about being cancelled one is about them trying to put me in jail for no reason because that's stage two that's the first concern the second concern is that when you are canceled and you take all of your fans with you, which I've done, most people can't do that. There's also a big difference between viewers and fans, I've learned. There's a whole lot of people who get a lot of viewers because they're, they know how to play the algo and people recognize their face and they'll kind of watch them. But there's very few people on the planet who can get deleted from everything and say, you have to download a brand new app, make a brand new account, and you can only find me here. I'm, on, I'm currently on Rumble and people will actually bother to move. And I've done that en masse. I've sent stock prices 30, 40% to the moon. So. I have fans as opposed to viewers, which is which is a very important point. But I think that what's scary about that is when all your fans come with you, you do exist inside of an echo chamber to a degree. I like disagreeing with people. I like testing my thinking. I like having people say, no, Andrew, that's not true. I absolutely love all everyone who disagrees with me. I would never want to cancel any of them. I think that's the interesting part of being alive. And I think that that's how you find the truth in the end. I would love for someone to sit down and prove me wrong. Of course, no one can. But I would love someone to try. So... Um, that's the whole point of getting to it. So you're right with this cancellation thing. It, it is kind of scary because you create echo chambers and, and the social media platforms also are algorithmically driven to do that. They do that on purpose. They want that because they want the, the, the arguments and they want the splits in, in the side. So we'll have to see how Elon changes algos and those kind of things. I know I'll eventually get Instagram back. Um, if I come back to Twitter, that's great. YouTube I'll never return to because I'm, I'm Mr. Rumble now. The, the thing about this which annoyed me was when people were championing your cancellation. And again, today when I came in, my manager looks me in the eyes, he goes, you could lose 100,000 followers. I was yeah. like, let's fucking do it, yeah. right? I said, if you fucking hate Andrew Tate that much, take the video, challenge him, educate me. That's Because yeah. this is what I do, right? Yeah. If I see someone chatting shit about nutrition, I'm like, yes. Someone sends it to me and actually people give me content to critique. I then end up coming out on top by taking the nonsense and misinformation. Why not give people the opportunity that are apparently right and you're wrong? Yeah. And don't cancel Andrew Tate. Educate the people as to where he's wrong. Debate him. Yeah, but they don't want to do that because the, the truth is about the whole cancel mob and the cancellation thing is that they're just hateful people. And I really would stand by and I don't want this to be arrogant. I don't want to state this from a position of arrogance, but this is true. Like I said, me and my team are very professional and I, I really believe I have one of the best teams on earth. I became the most Googled man on the planet in six months. We decided to do it and six months later, I was the most Google man on the planet. So I work with some of the best people on the planet. We are extremely statistical. We analyze all the data, everything in real time. And we've put together a plan and a map of all the reasons why my cancellation came to fruition, including the non-tangibles. I understand the intangibles. I understand that I appear scary. I talk very quickly. I'm an ex-fighter. I live in Romania. I have, I have these big pit bulls and these machine guns. and I look like a bad guy. I'd be stupid to sit and say I don't look like an evil villain. I get it. I live in a big black bat cave. <laughs> I, I, I understand there's so many intangibles involved in all of it, right? So I understand intimately why I was canceled. But one of the reasons why, and this is an intangible, but I truly believe it to be true. Everyone says hate doesn't come from above. But when you're truly super successful, you'll, you'll see this as well. And so all you guys, when you're rich, 
and fairly good looking or big and strong and you've got a good family, people love you around you and you're charismatic and you're interesting and you're, you're winning at life. You have every God-given gift. You have everything. There's a large contingent of earth who's just gonna dislike you. There's a lot of people looked at me and goes, I can't call him stupid. I can't call him broke. I can't call him particularly ugly. I can't call him fat. What can I do? He's bad. Yeah. That's their only weapon. And they're hateful and they're jealous. Like yeah, if, I was, if, I was, if I was a little bit less cool, I wouldn't have got to that level of cancellation. But they're like, this dude's got every single thing ticked off. If we don't get him now for being a bad man, we're never gonna be able to get him. That's it. So there's, there's a whole bunch of intangibles involved, but these people are genuinely just hateful people. And this is another thing that I say all the time, and I don't think people understand, because I get asked always why I'm still fighting against the Matrix, even though I truly believe my life's going to be in danger. And the reason is because I believe that the battle has come to all of us, and I don't believe it can be avoided. I think you have two choices. You either understand the way the world's going, and you understand the lies they're trying to purport to your children, and you understand what Satan's trying to do, and you fight against it because you want to be one with your spirit and one with your heart and one with your mind, or you pretend the battle isn't happening, absorb all of their garbage they're teaching you, and then you're gonna end up fighting against yourself. Because I don't think your soul and your spirit will allow you to sit there and digest these lives and be happy. There's a reason these people who disagree with me are all depressed on anti-anxiety medicine. Like I look at all my haters, they all have mental conditions. They're all fucking sitting there saying how sad they are. And I'm like, the reason is, is because if you're gonna sit there and ignore your own eyes, pretend God isn't real, uh, pretend all these narratives they're trying to teach you are true, have no standards, be tolerant of everything, and have no serious relationships with anybody, you're gonna be an unhappy person. So you either fight against the matrix and have your mind in order, or you sacrifice your mind to the machine and you end up battling against yourself. There's no other way out. This battle's here for everybody. And, and if you're truly a man of God and a man of principles and you stand by them and stick by them, you're going to end up an enemy of the machine. You're going to end up the resistance like we all are now by saying things they don't want us to say. Otherwise, you have to sit here and go, everything they tell me is true. The machine tells the truth. Da -da. But then you're going to suffer within yourself. There's no way out. Do you feel you? Because you came out blazing and b being honest. You sometimes second think everything you write, you edit, you think, I don't want to say something in case I do get cancelled one day. Honestly. In some respects, yeah, because it's it's not just me, it's a responsibility to my family, my friends. And after a while, you actually become a bit of a spearhead where you are trying to be a selfish, successful person in life so you can bring other people with you. So there are other people's lives at stake, not just your own. I do in, in some respects, um, you know, but again, people said to me, especially during your cancellation, they were like, this is a perfect opportunity, become the anti-Tate. And I was like, it's disingenuous, it's, it's not real. And for me, values is such an important thing. And at the end of the day, you could take everything away from me, but if I've maintained my values of integrity, honesty, being straight up, because they, I always say they tell about this story, right? Me, myself, where I played rugby, never to a great level. I once got dropped and I said to my coach, hey, why, why am I not starting? And he was like, mate, you, you played like shit. Like you played really bad. I can't believe you missed that many tackles with your parents watching. So many people in the world, they go, that is horrible, but that, pain that I felt meant that I turned up to training on the Tuesday, I didn't miss a tackle, I didn't fuck around, I did what I needed to do. Yeah. The worst thing he could have done to me is to protect my feelings and say, oh, it's just a player rotation. So why would I try and project, project any information that is just purely to not hurt people's feelings? There are so many people like me on the planet that need to be spoken to in a certain way, and I need to continue being true to that. The second that I stop doing that or it becomes a popularity contest, which again, is not what I set out to do. And you get swerved on the way, there are temptations, there are this, there are that. But for me, there there is always the fear of cancellation. But then at the same point, if we joke around about it all the time, we're really bad at celebrating wins on the way. That's probably my biggest weakness. We sold out the Hammersmith Apollo, three and a half thousand people, and we didn't even fucking celebrate. Wow. Wow. And we're like, bro, celebrate. But then we sit back and we go, 
Well, if it all ended tomorrow, what a fucking ride. Mm. You know, I can go back to PTN on the gym floor. Even if a hundred, let's say a million of my followers fucking hate me and a hundred thousand stay, that's enough to build a PT business. I'm cool. So the fear's there, but at the same time, if I can be true myself, then I don't really care. And I bet there was a lot in your life as well. When they took the account, you're like, I didn't fold. Yeah, and th there is a degree of managing it. Like, I actually think it's very responsible for a lot of people to manage and say, if, is me saying this worth it to the mission? Because also you can do, you can be more effective by slightly inclining some things and keeping your platform over a longer period of time than doing one big blowout video and getting canceled yeah. and disappearing, right? Yeah. I, so I'm not saying everybody should go my route. I was in a unique position and I was saying for a very long time before I got canceled, I'm gonna get canceled, they're gonna delete me, I know it's coming for it, and I was in a very unique position. I think that a lot of people understand that there are tyrannical forces in the world and that censorship is a big issue. I think a lot of people are pissed off and unhappy with the social media platforms as a whole. If you ask the average person who does YouTube videos, he'd be like, yes, they censor too hard. Everyone understands that. There's a lot of pressure behind the dam and I think if you can put a crack in the dam, it will break. The crack that was missing is if you get canceled, your career's over. And once I prove that's no longer the case, then the crack will appear and people will say, I've already seen it happen. I've, I've never, before my cancellation, I never heard anybody say, if they cancel me, I'll just move to Rumble. Never heard that once. And now I hear it every five minutes. So people are already starting to understand, oh, you know what? There's certain issues I will speak about. Certain things are important enough for me to risk my account. And, that, and if they cancel me, I can still survive. And I think once you do that, you allow people to resist the, maybe not all tyranny, maybe not change society, but the most obvious and crazy forms of tyranny, like locking us all in our houses for years, for example. I really think that that's, you can, you can shift the side, you can shift the way society functions. And I think that's really important because I don't think many people have studied history long enough to understand what happens when you delete one side of the story. The reason such heinous things have happened throughout all of human history is because they delete one side of the story and they tell you one false version of reality. And that's how people end up dead in ditches. That's how people end up starving to death. That's how every single bad thing that's ever happened has come from censorship. It's the beginning. The good guys never censor. It's the bad guys who censor. Always from the beginning. So if you have a duty to yourself and to God, you have to stand up and say something. This is reality. Uh, before we wrap up, one more, th one more thing I want to bring up. YouTube boxing, and you're not a YouTuber, because I know, <laughs> what, what annoys me yesterday, people going, he's good, isn't he? He's good, look at his, look how he moves. I said, bro, he's a fighter. That's what he, I know him as a fighter. We used to fight in sports halls. People were like, go on, mate, knock him out. Like, <laughs> you're on the ground, you're in your guard. Knock him out. I'm like, bro, I mean, it's an armbar. What are you fucking saying, yeah? <laughs> like, c circus tavern, strip clubs, we used to fight. This, and I know, since you've been here, I've been, get, I've been getting calls for certain promoters and trying to reach out to me to get to you. Will you ever fight? And w if you do, who would you want to fight? Because now, you can't go to a normal organization. There's no point, you're too big for that. Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, for me to fight, it would have to be personal beef. And the reason is because I can't be motivated by money, because I have more than anybody would possibly believe. And I can't be motivated by clout because I'm always the most, already the most famous man on the planet. So, mashallah. Yeah. Mashallah. So, for me, for me to take six months out of my life to beat the shit out of somebody would have to be I don't like that person. There are a few people on the internet who I dislike enough to do that. They're obviously cowards. Is the beef with Logan Paul real? Yeah. So, True Geordie's some person who I'll smash up any day of the week for free. <laughs> He's a fat fuck. He's into some haram shit. Look it up. Look up his screenshot. But, <laughs> haram shit. Bro. Hashtag haram shit. Bro. But but he's 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 a coward. Hassan Abbey is another guy, some liberal guy who's a coward. These people are cowards. So I, there's no point in me mentioning cowards' names because cowards will just make every excuse under the sun. They're never going to do it. Logan would have to piss in a cup and pass a drugs test, which he never would because he's a steroid head. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm genetically gifted. If I took steroids, I'd be a monster. 
So I'm walking around without a single drop of anything in me, smoking cigars and chilling. So if I were to actually train seriously and take steroids, I'd be super heavyweight. So either I get on the juice or he has to come off the juice, one of the two before him. But even then, even then, I'm the A side, not him. Only yeah. one, everyone cares about me, not him. It would have to be my promotion, my conditions, working with you, fighting here in, in Dubai, somewhere neutral. I'm not going to America, home the devil, not going there. So there's have to be a whole bunch of conditions and it's not that simple. People say, oh, why don't you just fight this guy? If I were to fight some guy, it'd be a hundred to $200 million deal. You think I'm doing that unless I'm getting most of the money? You think I'm gonna make some of the dude rich? Oh yeah, I smash his face in, but he gets 75 M and I get 50. No, there's principle involved. And nobody's gonna have a fair fight with me because I'm gonna get wrecked. So it's, it's complicated, like it's difficult. I know, everyone's asking me and I'm saying it is like that, but I know Jake Paul, you don't, you don't mind Jake Paul because he kind of came, his brother came against you, but he actually supported you. He said, look, whether I like the guy or not, I respect freedom of speech or something like that. He I have no problem with Jake. Jake, is a, Jake seems a lot smarter than Logan. Logan's absolutely not really an agent of the Matrix. Logan is bought and sold and paid for, and Logan is so afraid of being canceled again because he was canceled once and he cried on TV. He's so scared of being canceled again that he'll say anything he's told to say. So Logan is a bought and sold, for, bought and sold agent. His brother has a little bit more free speech. His brother's more a boxer than a YouTuber now. And I think Jake Paul is probably the only person in the YouTube boxing space who's actually any good. Mm. I don't think Jake's bad. I think Jake, to think of Jake as a YouTuber is stupid now. Yeah, Jake is a boxer. He's a young, he's a young man who's training boxing every day. Yeah, and he's good. He's <laughs> and he's good. good. The guy can box. Jake, I would, tr you'd have to train for to beat, right? The rest of them, clowns. The rest of them are clowns. And also, and I don't want to be arrogant. I do kind of feel like I'm above it in some ways. Like yeah. I have an important message. I can sit and do a podcast with you guys like this and get millions and millions of views. I don't need to, to go beat people up in the ring or perform like a clown for these for these fools. No, I agree. It would, it would have to be someone I actually genuinely dislike. So Hassan Abbey, who's a little coward. He's, he's some guy in America. He's really strange. He's obsessed with girls driving better than him. He has long hair, <laughs> wears dresses, total weirdo. I'll smash him to bits. True Jordy, who me and him had beef for a long time, long story. He came at me, insulted me a bunch. Then these screenshots came out about him and I showed his screenshots. He got upset about it. Last time he was asked about me, he said, if he saw me, he punched me in the face. I fucking dare him. I dare him to even yeah, try. That, we he know that's well for uh, Yeah, of course. Of course you would, you fat fuck. So <laughs> I'll deal with him. But besides those two, there's very few people I'd be motivated to bother to smash uh, up. People come up to me because you know I promote uh, yeah. social knockout. I do YouTube fights. And I said, and I said to him, I said, he, number one, he doesn't need to do it. Number two, if he does it, why would he be on a Misfits card or a Showtime? He could do his own promotion company. I'm here, we do shows. And he's the A side where he's under his TV contract because they need him. The YouTube game is different. Like you'll find that all these followers don't convert to seats and it's weird. I spent a lot on a few shows and I didn't make the returns because I was like, oh, they've got 10 million followers, this, this. Followers, I'll, I'll say something now. I'll tell you the most thing I learned about cancellation. And this is for all the people who think they're popular on the internet. Followers and fans are different. Mm. You get everyone, when you have followers, when you know how to play the algo and the algo likes you and you make semi-friendly content, there's a whole bunch of people who will watch you just because you're there. Oh, new video, yeah, I'll watch it. But unless you're truly, truly unique or you truly make people have an emotional response, yeah. they can replace you with whoever else. Oh, he's not there today, but this guy's there. This is the problem. If you're a big prankster, let's say online, I'm a big yeah. prankster. If they delete you, there's another prankster. They'll just yeah. put another prankster on the algo. You have to make people have an emotional response. And I, I say the best way to tell if someone has fans or followers is one, if they can sell something outside of YouTube, because yeah. that makes somebody actually get up and 100%. make an action and do something. 
I know people with 10 million followers who can't sell a thing. And I know people, I know people with 100,000 followers who, who sell 100,000 products. 100%. So can you make people buy something or take yeah. an action? Are they signed up to your email list? Are they signed up somewhere else? That's the first thing. And secondly, do you make people have an emotional response? And that's the thing about being polarizing, which has an advantage to it. But you're right, man. These that's why you views and fans are different things, bro. You said, because I was impressed. And like, like a lot of people, you have a big following. Not following, but fans as well. I mean, these arenas, you won't sell out. It can't be from Instagram. And I'm telling you, from experience, I've done promotions and probably for my, one of the biggest promotions out there in the YouTube world it was, and I'm not gonna mention names, and I signed them, promote this, that, and I had a system of checking with codes. They could not sell anything. And literally, it, it surprised me. Then I saw this Social Gloves, there's another event which went bust when they put a big investment into that. You know, they didn't get the buys. They thought yeah. 10,000 buys the last show with accumulation of 300 followers. So it's a different thing, but like for example, I'm not sure how many followers you have on things, but you to sell out arenas, that's uh, that's a fan following, that's legit. Like books, sellouts, like you said, that shows you've got, there's something more than you going in, in your life, I've seen you in Speedos and laying there, like, you know? <laughs> there's something more to it. So that's that's an art itself. Like I said to him, he's not on bloody social media. Like, All right, forget Rumble, I'm not even subscribed to Rumble. I think he just started the other day. People are screaming. I said, yeah. it's it's not because you're counting, it's something else, it's scary. It's like, I've never seen it. I've had influencers, YouTubers come, that reaction is insane. I said, I've never seen it since Kim Kardashian when she came to buy or ran out. Like, it's like that style. So that's an art itself. Isn't it interesting though? You say 200 million for a fight, not really interested, but you were trying to do an event for your tenants of Tate where you probably would have got, let's say a thousand people in a room. At, I'm not sure what the ticket price would be, but you're looking at a very small percentage of what you'd get for the fight. So you're saying I'd rather educate a thousand people with what I believe than I would to entertain a million people and make Yeah, I'm nobody's million. clown. And a lot of these YouTubers are clowns. I'm nobody's clown. I don't have to perform for anybody. I'm not fucking Jake and Logan running around being, I have no problem with Jake, but I'm not Logan running around pretending to be, oh, look what I, oops, I spilt my drink. <laughs> I'm not a clown for nobody, right? I don't have to be a clown anymore. I've done a long, I've had a long fight history. If I have personal beef with somebody, if I feel like smashing somebody up, I'm happy to do it. Nobody can say I'm afraid to fight. I've done it 87 times. Yeah, so, I mean, so, but I'm nobody's clown. And yes, I want to try and educate people. I'll educate people for free. And that's all I do. Like, all I do is sit here and do podcasts. For, no one's paying me to be here. Like, yeah. I, I've got all the time. I've got money and cars, and I've got to do anything I want. I'm here. I love to educate people. I love to tell people about my worldview, and I genuinely believe that anybody who's a fan of mine and listens to the thing I say, things I say has a better life. And I, I know that from personal experience. Anybody who listens to me ends up happier, more motivated at least, mm. you know, ends up having a better life. And that means more to me than being someone's clown. If I go smash up, smash somebody up, yeah, people will be entertained, but their lives are not gonna be any better. Yeah. And it's, it's different. So it's not, I don't have the same motivation behind it. Now I realize you're influential with one thing. Like Andrew Tate genuinely made me do 500 push-ups one day. <laughs> there was one video and like at the time he was annoying me. I was just seeing his face everywhere. And he was like, well, if you actually wanna do something, get up and do 500 push-ups. I saw I was in my house. I was like, "All right, I got this." I want to see the video footage. Of that, <laughs> I, I do not like, believe I that. This. I used to be in shape. I can't do that. Right now, no. no, but like I'm in part, to be honest, I realized because he was like, "Most of you are going to give up," and I was like, "I'm not." Who are you to tell me I'm going to give up? You know. So that's the difference between like, like you said, having like a proper fan following, like someone that you can trigger them to actually re emotionally react. You have to you have to piss people off for them to do anything. I said the, the most influential people in the world are not the ones that are liked. It's the ones that have a lot of like love, love and hate, hate. You know? I, it's like, I, I have to be careful saying names now because everybody knows me. I don't want to say names, but there's certain people who are influential and well-known online and they're like these positive gurus and positive spirituality, whatever, whatever. And I look at their stuff and it's, it's just bollocks. Uh, it's, just, it's just, it's just, I'm just I looking totally at it going, agree. this is bullshit. I, and like you said with your rugby coach, 
100% me. The number of emails I get who said, you called me a loser and I agreed with you and now my life's fantastic. I think there's something innate inside of men. Sometimes you need to be taught the way. That's how I grew up. No, that's I, how I was taught. We're from the fight world, bro. Like, like, that's that's how like we this. learn. That's how we learn. Your whole gym will laugh at you. got beat up, you got caught with that, they'll abuse you. Yeah. You literally get, rugby's the same. The rugby changed, I know how fucked up they were, but that's why I like your content, because it's funny, but it's the way you analyze kind of these gurus, and you kind of custom at it, and you're like, no, well, technically not. That, that shit, what I like is real, and that's why I think people re resonate with you. When you're these gurus, like, there's this some Indian guy there, I don't know what his name is, and he says, thou shall love, and he's his post, and they said he's actually play, doing plagiarism with other people, you know? It's all this. And they're simps, because yeah. they, they're doing it because they think the girls like me. And, mm, uh, but the ones who are hardcore and stick with their own real content, they'll never be forgotten. You can get the money now, but the longevity, you know, it will always go. Let's think about muscle growth quickly. You need to take a muscle to the point that it fucking fails. Then what do you do? You ease off, then you come back and you do it again even more. And over time, you react, you respond, and over a while, you become stronger. We need to do the same. And again, what you said there, I genuinely believe there are people that hate you that you've benefited their lives because you have called them a loser. On, interestingly enough, your voiceovers are used on a lot of TikToks online and successful people have the voice in their head that say, get up, you fucking piece of shit and go do what you said you were going to do. But for a lot of people out there that don't have that voice, <laughs> yours is in there. Nice. And they don't, they, hate me. they don't have to like you, but yeah. that doesn't defeat your purpose, which is kind of an interesting. And even myself, there have been times that I've seen your content and I've gone, I don't agree with that. And times I've seen it and I've gone, fucking hell, you're so right. And when you are successful in life, you're not challenged enough. And I think that it, even if people are watching this, just waiting for you to trip up and say something wrong, fuck me. I mean, we need that voice in our heads that challenge us and make us do better. And you need to make people think. I have no problem with everybody who watches this disagreeing with me. If everybody who watches this disagrees with me completely and they can articulate why and tell me why they disagree with me and they can think of an argument counter, then I've already succeeded. Making people think whether it's for you or against you is the number one weapon against the slave mind programming. Yeah. That, so I have no problem. If I make people think, I don't care if they disagree with me. Because I'll tell you the biggest slave minds in the world today are people, and they're out there, who have strong emotional re reactions to subjects they don't even completely understand. You can go out there and say the name Andrew Tate to somebody, and they'll go, I hate him. Why? I don't know. Yeah, if yeah. you don't know why you feel angry, you have been programmed. How can you have an emotional response to something you do not understand? These are slave-minded individuals. So if you're a slave mind and you're watching this and you hate me, it's fine. Write an email, write it to me, write it down, explain articulately why I am wrong, turn your brain on. And I guarantee halfway through the email, you realize you were probably fucking wrong in the first place. Most people do not think. So if we're, I, I have no problem being martyred. If I have to be hated for people to think, then I think that's a good thing for, the, for society as a whole. So and like, it was unfortunate the show, which was gonna come back soon anyway, he was given opportunity 30 minutes, questions answered the public. Yeah. There, there's a ch channel for you there to say whatever you want. Not a lot of people do that. A lot of people have a, like a script, say this, that. He comes up, like I've been to a few with him, like in the background. He just goes, he never says someone, don't ask me this, don't ask me that. He just goes, go ahead. That's confidence. That's confidence in what you're doing. So I, that's what I respect. He's like, he never ever, like yeah, I've had YouTubers who are nothing go, oh, you can't say this, I can't wear this. I'm like, well, no one knows you. Like even my staff don't know who you are. But he literally turns out the podcast and how controversial. There's many things you could say trigger him he just says go let's go flow so you gotta respect that and then people see it as confidence yeah you know i i believe in my ideas and i'll defend them and i'll also sit here and be proved wrong fine it's, that's just the whole point of it yeah, do, I agree do you with think that. there's things that you've said wrong in the past because obviously like you said you're always shifting like you were atheist now you're obviously muslim but do you think also except the religion part do you think there was any things that you have no said wrong? what i what i what i do like i said i'm very professional I'm not emotional about these things i don't think i've said anything besides the religion thing that i 
thought was wrong. I do think that the way I said things back then was fine because I had a very small following. But when you become the most famous man on the planet, you are ignorant to sit and say that I can say things the same way. To have 1% of people misunderstand a video that gets 500 views is fine. To have 1% of people misunderstand you when you get 5, 10 million views every video you make becomes a problem. I do understand that. I understand that. But, and I can sit here and complain and say, well, the videos was made long ago and now I'm famous and I couldn't see the future, etc. But with great power comes great responsibility. So you have to accept that. And you also have to accept there's always going to be a proportion of people who misunderstand you. you all, I also have to understand and accept that a lot of the things I talk about are complicated issues and there's a lot of nuance. And if a 14 or 15 year old boy watches it and doesn't understand the nuance behind it, he's going to say, take said sleep with loads of girls. And they're not going to get it. But I would argue that that's not an Andrew Tate problem. That's an internet problem. If you give a 15-year-old mind unfiltered access to the internet, they're not going to understand a bunch of stuff. They're going to get a bunch of stuff out of context. So, yeah, I don't think I said anything. I don't think I said anything wrong. I've said things in ways I wouldn't say them now. Yeah. But I also didn't know. I, I didn't know. Oh, once I planned to go loud, loud and get as, as big as I did, I didn't think that videos from five and a half years ago on deleted channels would somehow appear. The internet's weird. People find yeah, stuff, bro. Find it's crazy. <laughs> so it's, what can you do, oh, right? Well, so, some of the stuff that comes up, I have to laugh. They yeah. bring anything up. Bro, they find, they find stuff. So even I don't know where this stuff is. I, yeah. I literally, I like, I'll be like, I don't remember this interview. I don't remember this podcast. I've been around for a while on the internet. So with great power comes great responsibility. You have to acknowledge that and accept that. So you have to be more careful how you say things. And that's not about avoiding the cancel culture. That's more about making sure that impressionable people don't misunderstand you. That's the big thing. I think, guys, we've had a good uh, little discussion. It's been random. Yeah. Four different, completely opposite people. <laughs> Next no, time no you one? have to wear the hat and do the yeah. Yeah. Uh, I even swap the watch to the right side. Oh, all right. Okay, nice, nice. Attention to detail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got to do that. Yeah, that's right. It's, the, it's the, his own little Freemason thing that people said, oh, bro, it's Bro, it's, go, it's, go, it's going around the TikTok now that I worship devil or something. Because of bro, this. yeah, something's going around. Like, you have this satanic friend from the I've, I've seen some stories come up and I, to, I, I laugh yeah. I like watching everything and this guy with long hair and he's become Muslim he's gonna start this thing in, in from inside Islam a holy have you well, seen it? Yeah. he's got so, a long so, hair so let, let's clear yeah. this up now let's clear there's this up a, there's some guys making a video let's clear this you've up you've got a friend who's top something yeah so inside of my organization which is called the war room we haven't talked about it at length but I have a private members organization and the guy, one of the guys who works for us is a hypnotist. So he kind of looks like a bit of a magician and he's a hypnotist Jeez. and he's a hypnotist and he's a hypnotist because he's one, he's very, very good at it. And two, we do a lot of self-hypnosis. We talk about how everything that comes out of your mouth is self-hypnosis. If you say that you are strong before you go to lift weights, you will do better than if you say you are weak. It's self-hypnosis. He's a hypnotist. He has nothing to do with my personal religious beliefs. He's just a hypnotist who's part of the organization. There's pictures of me sitting next to him. This hand symbol is very innocently my father's hand symbol. When my father played chess, he used to play chess like this. I used to look at the board like this. So I adopted it almost to show respect to my father. That's why I adopted it. And then I got comfortable doing it. It's not, it doesn't mean anything. I don't know where it's from. People are trying to find these old <laughs> pictures of things and put it all together. But that's the internet, right? But um, yeah, there's, there's a hypnotist who's part of my organization along with thousands of other people. And I keep my hands in this position. In fact, I put up posts on social media showing my dad doing the position a bunch of times and I do the position a bunch of times. So it's just a chess thing. They're doing the rounds. This is guys, some witchcraft lead and there's a picture of them with fire it's hilarious the pictures they put you in like they're in some kind of alabama warehouse and tate's behind and this guy's there with a cape it's literally crazy and there's guys you know on tiktok you can talk with an image behind they're saying he's doing this and there's some of the bs out there like you know it's just it's just funny and uh yeah i mean that's the internet right i've heard loads of theories about myself i've heard crazy theories about myself it's just you have to sit there and just go okay well it's part of the mystique, I guess. I guess yeah. that's part of the game, isn't it? What can you do? No, but honestly, 
pleasure having you all. Mo, I know you a long time. James, to meet you, and I've heard a lot, and good things. If my wife compliments and says someone's good, like I take it, and she's like a big fan, and I like your work. You, Thank you. You upset me dissing Dr. Berg a little bit, because I thought he was legit. Like, some of the things he was saying, I was like, yeah. I said to someone, see, Dr. Berg said this about something. The Diet Coke one, you helped me a lot. Because I'm, bro, I've got an addiction to Diet Coke, you know? He hates Coke. I know. Yeah. Like, I, I, do you know Sparkling what? I'm giving away how many of your videos I've seen today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And do you know what? You yeah, challenged me on that. I, I was thinking then, and he's like, just have an orange juice, at least got something in it. I felt attacked, and I was, he challenged my beliefs. Yeah, <laughs> so why, why do you drink sparkling water? I hate it. How can you hate sparkling water? It's just, it, you're going to come for you on this. I like water. I like in the water. comment section, they're going to come for I, you. I like water. No, no, but my I, brother I said to me, I said to my brother, he goes, it's like basically, put some lemon in it. It's the same as having a soda, but it's healthy and it's good. Water tastes better. And the thing with him is, he literally is healthy. Every time we go, he says, me, we went to some dinner with a royal, and literally they were bringing and bringing. I was watching him, saying, I'm like, fuck this, this cake's good. And he watches everything. He is like, he's, like, he's, he's disciplined. Yeah. And that's a good sign, you know? I eat, I eat once a day. So Once a day. Yeah, so sparkling water and coffee helps me suppress my appetite. I eat once a day. That's wow. it. So that's why I drink so much sparkling water, and I drink so much, and I drink so much coffee. I do my um, 45 minutes incline walk, empty stomach, eat and be like, yep. shut up. Everything I used to do, he's like, bro, that's bollocks, that's bollocks, he's right. Yeah. I'm, I'm, selling, I'm selling the system tomorrow. <laughs> I've been in Hustlers University. Yeah, I, know, yeah. I know the quadrant. Right? Eat once a yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I'm like, the Tate system. But that, that's my personal thing. I eat once a day because I perform best when I'm hungry. What'd you eat? I eat dinner. That's it. No breakfast. But isn't dinner the worst? I thought it's just have breakfast. Don't know. But that's uh, the one I eat. So it doesn't really matter that much. Matter and I, I know, I understand there's a lot. and. I know we're supposed to be ending now, but there's a whole bunch about health and, and lifting weights and stuff that I don't understand. I'm a fighter, right? Yeah. I don't know about bodybuilding. I don't know about any of this shit. I don't pretend I know. All I know is what works for me. I know that I could probably be stronger if I ate more, I've been told. Yeah. But I don't want to lift heavy weights. I tried to lift heavy weights for the first time two days ago. I was at my friend's house and I was like, how much can I bench? I don't even know. You got so a I good bench. I put a video up. I did 140 for two and I wanted to do more. But 140 man. kilo for two, easy, that's easy. Strong. I could have done more. But the reason I stopped, but the reason I stopped is my shoulder fucked up, and now it's not bad. But it's even my shoulder now is aching. I'm like, why do people lift heavy weights, bro? You just hurt yourself. But I maybe should have warmed up. I just sat down with 140 like a dickhead. But I only lift. I don't. I only lift 40, 50 kilos at a time. I like to stay fast. Maybe my boxing style is all speed. So yeah. I, I don't eat more to get bigger. One meal a day is good. I like being hungry most of the day. It keeps my brain firing. When you're hungry, you're on. When you're when you're full, you're not. I feel better when I'm hungry. It's a comfort thing. The two sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic is rest and digest. That's what it's called. It's a big system in the body. You think from an evolutionary standpoint, you get up, you go about stuff, you do shit. Then when you finish, you come, you sit, you relax. So yeah. if you want to be a high functioning individual, but you eat, you're kind of eating, you're sending mixed signals, you know, trying to smash your emails after eating, just it, a lot of high achievers, Lex Friedman, Huberman, all these people, they would rather be hungry, alert, and attentive than they would be fed, satiated, and potentially Yeah, sluggish. you can't be lazy when you're hungry, bro. You're hungry. Yeah. You're hungry. Just don't no, eat. If you be hungry, you can't be lazy. Now you go and you go do shit. Into all of the myths of like these meals, everything is honest, but I'm saying- We'll, we'll do a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> he'll tell you all about that fitness thing, you know. Yeah, he'll tell you, and I'd actually like to, to watch that as well, because I don't understand why I do yeah, a lot of things. I don't understand why I do what I do, I just know what makes me feel best. That's yeah. the only reason I do it. I can't it. argue with that. What's the basics you say? It's about what, burn more than you put in your mouth, basically. You know? If you put more money in your bank than you took out, you'd accrue interest. You'd, you'd gain credit, and that's what body fat is. Yeah, People, they, yeah. they want to argue so much, and I'm like, reduce your calories by 10%, then what? Well, it either works or it doesn't. Oh, it doesn't work. Well, do another fucking 10%. Yeah, yeah. And until what? Yeah, until it works. 
then then yeah and people don't want to hear that but because they want to word it in different ways and sell their packages and um, well is, is it not because i'm you know fasting keto low carb all this like relax mate just yeah yeah calories in calories out but i'm not necessarily even trying to stay skin i just i just prefer if i eat i want to sleep i mean you're quite a big hard that you have to have a big dinner though I eat till I'm full. <laughs> I, eat, I, eat, I eat a lot of meat. I'd, I'd like to think that 80% of my calories come from meat. I'd like yeah. to think that. So I try and avoid, like, I'll have a little bit. Of, if, I, if there's a meal, I'll have a few fries and as much meat as I can. Yeah. But in general, that's it. I don't drink sugary drinks. I don't try not to drink my calories. I only drink water. Yeah. And uh, that's it. And then by the time I have a bunch of coffees, a bunch of sparkling water, and maybe a cigar, I'm not hungry anyway. Science That'd be a whole nother video. Top the, G the diet. Meal plan <laughs> top, G, top G diet. Yeah, I've actually yeah. named a, a, we've got a healthy food bar and a protein shake. And there's a few names and I've called them the top G. Bro, I have to have one it's now. the top G. Let me have a yeah, top G. Yeah. We've got to get a top G. But honestly, guys, a pleasure, honestly, for having you here. I wish we could do more. And I'm sure this will start a relationship of doing many more things. Yeah. And uh, especially here, thank you to James, Mo, and uh, top G, Andrew Tate. It's funny for me to say top G. I can't take it. When I say that, I say it. And I'm, I'm, I'm blessed. Welcome to Islam as a brother. Thank you. I'm just this. Uh, for me, that was the best. That made me more happy than anything. And a lot of Muslims understand what I mean. Mo, good luck with your next YouTube fight. We're going to announce that soon. Something, some big news from you. And James, great, good luck with the show this weekend. We'll try and pass by. Actually, imagine, <laughs> imagine you come on stage with him. Boom! <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Shake the internet, but you never know one day. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, pleasure, guys. Until next time. Thank you. Peace. That was